The Driving While Awesome podcast is recorded live to SD card at the Beeline Motor Club in Santa Cruz, California. It's entertaining and it's and it puts a smile on my face and that's all that matters. Like I don't care, you know. Like and so it, that's kind of the way I see it. It's like supposed to be fun. You're all that matters is what you're saying. The, the SCP <laughs> represents everything that's wrong with America. <laughs> no Walmart does, but yes, it's, it's on the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. But Walmart if you take your SUV honest. to Walmart, that's what all the SUVs over. are meant for. Yeah. Jalapenos or jalapenos? Jalapeno. Okay. It yeah. says jalapeno. Jalapeno. I say both depending on how I'm feeling. That's it's, true. Me it's too. Jalapeno, you idiot. Yeah. Um, y. Exactly. Y. I got the secondhand report that SEMA is dead. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome, part of the Haggerty Podcast Network. My name is Warren. Uh, Mark. And I'm Clark. Clark is joining us, and we have a Nick showing up as well, and no Lane. So Lane is out sick, but a Clark and a Nick. Equals Elaine. Hopefully. Mm. Oh, Nick and Clark. Nick, Nick Clark. Nar- n- Nark? <laughs> like, Hopefully not. Hopefully n- not. Nark. Nark. <laughs> or uh, Click. <laughs> Click's pretty good. That's pretty Click. good. I like that's, that. That's not bad. Click and clack. It's very simple, concise. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I feel like you've, you haven't been on the podcast for a while. You've been on a few times, but in that time, a lot has happened. The last podcast I, on, I was on was actually your other podcast. I don't know if we can talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course we can. <laughs> oh, that's top secret <laughs> shit, dude. Don't talk about but that. But where was that? At the Wrigley. It was at the Wrigley building? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it was Driving Awesome. No, it was, it was, it was Camping Awesome. Camping right. Awesome. Camping, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah with you all were the, like on episode three or something. Something like that. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm with you now. I'm with you. But since then, you've gone to Japan. Yep. You've uh, been back. Been back and, and back forth a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. We have a lot to cover there. Um, speaking of which, uh, this has nothing to do with Japan, actually, but um, we're drinking Amaro. Speaking of which. <laughs> which is uh, an Italian bitter liqueur. Ooh. There's something happening here at the bottom of the cup, too. Oh, yes. I think we're sweating or whatever we want to call that. I think that's your um, ticking time bomb. It is. Yeah, you got to finish it before. So I got to say, Clark, um, the first sip was um, surprising. Okay. I'll, I'll call it that. But my tongue is like acclimated. It's like that bitterness, that sharp, sharp bitterness that it hit me first. Like, I don't know if I have a coating. I don't know what's happening, but uh, I like it. Getting a little drunk, perhaps. I like it. What I like about this is that it has a pretty wide range of flavors. So it definitely it, it, it's does. Definitely bitter is a strong is a, is a you know strong flavor, but it has a nice rounded. It's complex. Yes. Yeah. It's very. Um, <laughs> what's the, is it? Fra- is fragrant? No, fragrant is smell. It's um. It's got a lot of um. It's herbal. also that too. Well, it's definitely herbal. And very herbal, and medicinal, and then it's got a little cherry ish to it. Anyways, uh, thank you for bringing that. And this was uh this was served the other night to me at um. Uh, Mentone in Aptos, which uh, and I've been calling it Mentone this whole time. So, so you're na- you're you're <laughs> pronouncing the city it's named after correctly. Oh, I see, I see. But they they because of I guess the Italian style, they take the Italian pronunciation rather than the French pronunciation. Oh, oh yeah, Mentone. I just figured it was Mentone Tony Tone. Has done it again, right? Yeah, it, you'd have to have three names, but mm-hmm. I like it. I'm a fan, so it's yeah. good. Um, well, Nick is going to join us shortly, but until then, we can answer some questions, and then once he jumps on, we can uh, keep it rolling. We have quite a few, so rolling, be a good time. rolling, rolling. Be good times. A little chilly in here in the old beeline. It is, tonight. yeah. We should get like a kerosene heater or something. You know, it feels very industrial in here. I want to. Was I talking something. to you guys about uh, 
how things keep getting remade into like cool redesigns. Like for example, the instant pot is just a pressure cooker and a, and a slow cooker in one right? with like a digital display. Otherwise it's very much just that. What about those heat dish things? Those they're heaters oh, yeah, with yeah, the nice, you know, but really upgrading that idea and calling it something else like a heat, um, uh, manta ray. Manta, thank you. Manta ray. <laughs> manta ray. And it's your, your, I already have your logo. It's a little manta ray. And it's like ceramic, you cover it in ceramic somehow, make it like a little bit more chic and, and cool. Yeah. Maybe even more dished, like really more dished. focused. They're quiet. Um, they could be even stylish, a little like mid century if oh. you wanted to. Well, like you don't even know what that is. It could be on your mantle. You're like, is that a, like a right? work of art? Or yeah. what, what am I looking at here? Exactly. So, anyways, think about that, Clark. You're we need in, a few of those. You're yeah. in design. So, yeah. all we have to do is, yeah, cheap cheap knockoff uh, I'm picturing redesign. um like uh jade maybe on the base you know like really oh, psychedelic well, how about like a uh uh one of those salt crystal oh block. yeah and it's lights up too definitely not definitely there you go, not. Dude. yeah clark it says brings no. good vibes know. amethyst maybe <laughs> yes amethyst so powerful and magical. Yeah. By the way, nice. this is, is now that we're on weird tangents. Do you guys hear about the the Norwegian princess that left the royal family to, uh, and she married this like shaman? I thought that was a cruise ship. Um, the Norwegian princess. I'm sure it is. Uh, and so the guy is like pretty like known to be like a total charlatan and fraud, and like he like claims that he has this like crazy voodoo mystical background, and like he can cure people by rearranging their electrons he says uh but anyways um you look him up he's from foster city and like he's like he's, it's like it's, it's like from Dude, up the road that's, that's kind of embarrassing for yeah. our part of the world that's yeah. to be very, exporting that yeah, yeah. and that's he's like magical though you, uh, you know like he was claiming that he has like this crazy like history like his haitian great-grandmother that was a voodoo eh, goddess but like chicken bones and definitely such. not the case. Yeah. Like every, everyone's like, oh, this is mom lived like in Palo Alto or something. You know, it's like everything yeah, is right. very out there. Uh, but yeah, dude, Norwegian princess, you'd think she could do a little better than that. But, you know, it's like 3000 person cruise ship with like a water slide. I yeah. Because what maybe looking for have you seen the, the, the there's ah, shit. What's the the actual Norwegian <laughs> Norwegian cruise line? I can't remember what it's called. They have one with the go kart track on top. Wow. That's super rad. Those are um, unbelievable. It's kind of like an inception style. It's like, you know, we're putting the land back on the water. That's oh, it. That's, that's right. true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. There was rumors that Larry Ellison bought a decommissioned Japanese aircraft carrier and then replicated uh, a Redwood Forest and Samurai Village on it. That's dope. I really hope he did. Which is that would be so amazing. Coolest. I want to go. Yes. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like being in the forest and then it pulls up and you're like, you look out and it's just the, you know, Bermuda or, or it's like, it's like an M light shaman on M M light. <laughs> you know, this is not the full one. This it's is a like light. kind of a junior junior M yeah. night Shyamalan. Uh, you're living your whole life in this forest. Right. And you're in the 1600s, you know, yep. Shok Tok what is it? The Tokugawa era or whatever. And you're, and everybody's then, rocking their and samurai. They brought, like Japanese dirt for the bonsai trees. Yeah. But then Sergey Brin shows up in his airship and his blimp and like lands <laughs> yeah. right in the middle That's of your redwood forest. <laughs> and you're like, That's, <laughs> yeah, the gods was, must be crazy. Uh, speaking of shamanic, uh, things there is a headline i didn't read the article of course that the there's a national park that's urging people not to lick the psychedelic toads why are they stripping the well, psychedelic it's, it's the ones that you know you scrape their their juice and then you dry it and you smoke it um okay. that's the is it dmt or something like that something yeah. like that anyways that's the one that joe rogan uh, has tried and uh people are getting into now 
Um, but they're just going out and licking them out in the forest. Yeah, it's like the, the ghetto. The the, and, <laughs> the so, ghetto move. and so what does that do? Is it basically stripping the frog or the toads? Well, I'm sure the frogs don't love getting licked. Maybe yeah. they do. Maybe they do. It's hard to say. Yeah. We haven't. I imagine it's a defense mechanism, right? Yeah, I think you're right. They say that this stuff, um, it's like an insane trip. Like peyote or something kind of? Yeah, but or ayahuasca. But the difference is that you go zero to 100 instantly. Oh, okay. So the minute it hits you, it's it's your full isn't Shit, I can't remember if it's DMT, but it's one of those where it's, it's literally like like emulating dream state so like it basically makes you dream while you're awake god it's so it's like you go into this dream state and you're imagining all this crazy shit kind of terrifying and, and kind of awesome i don't know does yeah. the licking actually get you high or is the licking yeah, yeah. just a waste sounds of time like it. no 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 it's only to pleasure <laughs> the toad yes i mean that would there's be really no, there's purely. no there's no tripping going on it's it actually just, induces something in the glands that actually produces more and then you harvest it this That's is true okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i just pictured the people like oh, i'm just licking it dude and just nothing's <laughs> happening dude and so you have to scrape it you know? and you have to smoke it well yeah. the smoking it is yeah it's, how did they get to that point i mean obviously someone licked it and that was already a or thing. I imagine hands, right? You holding a toad, then they went to eat something. And like, whoa, this is great. What's the last thing I did, man? I was <laughs> fondling a toad. toad. It was that yeah. toad. Yeah. Yeah. When you hold the toad, that's what happens. Um, yeah. Holding the toad, that's a euphemism for something. Was this a question that somebody asked? <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> one other on thing it. I read today. My son brought home a book about uh, spiders, and they were talking about spider silk, their web that's yeah. obviously insanely strong and light and the best thing ever, but it's hard to get, right? It's right. hard to harvest. And so now, and I, this has probably been going on for a while, but uh, they mix the the genes of a spider into a goat, and then the goat, the milk has spider silk in it. They dry it, and then they can add chemicals and reproduce, or I guess get spider silk out of the milk. I think this was happening in, in Oakland or Berkeley. There was a well, there's a Foster company City doing maybe? this. Maybe maybe. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. And so, and they're saying that like if you have a spider silk rope an inch thick, it could stop a seven forty seven. Holy shit! It's that strong. It's that strong, and a little uh, bit stretchy. A little bit stretchy. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it won't. It won't break right away. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's that's goat quite the milk. workaround too. Like how to like transgenic. Yeah, goat milk. I, I thought you were gonna say they like they like spliced it into like a silkworm, and then that little thing. You know, they've been they've that been harvesting that shit forever. So like, yeah, yeah. But this is a very roundabout, complicated way to do it. That's crazy. I wonder if somebody's had a lot of goat milk lying around. They're like, we need to use for this for my I, herd I of know. goats. Why, you know? why goats? Why not? Why not cows? Then they why not pigs? Huh? Pig milk? Pig, pig latte? Milk. Pig <laughs> That's true. Uh, missed opportunity, guys. Come on. All right, back to uh, reality here. Um, these are questions from Instagram. And uh, if you are a listener, you've never asked us a question on Instagram, you should. Every Tuesday-ish. It's usually when we record. Tuesday-ish. Uh, Reg Tan. By the way, there's a lot of a lot of good questions. Hey. We have a hey. Nick of Beeline. He's in. Is, he's here. Is he a Nick of Beeline eating? Appropriate amount eat. of clothing there's on. No, uh, there's no rush. No rush. We just, we're getting to our first question. We've been talking about spider goat milk. Big milk. Pig milk. Yeah. Um, DMT, psychedelic, go, um, psychedelic toads, standard, super standard Tuesday. Very car related. Anyways, first question here. Uh, Reg Tanj says, which car brand or car group that is not heavily represented in the morning motors and coastal range rallies would you like to see more of? This is a very good question. Mm. Oh, it's easy for me. Okay. More French cars. I mm. kind of agree. I was just going to say like Renault or Citroen. So I'll just go French. Yeah. Just with keep you. it, keep it broad. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. We don't 
get many. I mean, there's maybe one Citroen 2CV at best. Um, yep. We didn't get a lot of cars. You know, obviously they stopped selling them here in the 80s. Yeah, uh, Gan used to bring his 205 GTI. That's one car we've seen. Yeah, Peugeots, but like there's no Renaults. There's mm-hmm. uh, very few French cars. I'm trying to remember when the last time I saw one there was. If well, our the friend, 2CV, uh, I guess, showed up a few that, times. That Tim dark blue Clark one, right? has that little 2CV. Uh, yeah, it's standard issue. But uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, what else yep. comes to mind? Um, mm. Maybe Pre- more. A pre-war? That's the, yeah. We get yeah. We get a, spr- a sprinkle of that. I feel like we have enough. <laughs> I mean, like, no, it's like not my thing. We don't get the good stuff. We get like the. Yeah, it's not a blower Bentley or anything. Like yeah, that. right, right. Um, no. Yeah, I think we have we have plenty of Alphas, plenty of Porsches. Obviously, uh, JDM stuff is is uh, abundant. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything. I guess we get a, a smattering of American stuff, right? But no, like real good Radwood. It's a shit. smattering. Like I would like to see more '80s and '90s American stuff. Like that'd be rad. Yeah, it'd be fun to see some proper lowriders as well. Yeah, we get some. Yeah, I've, yeah. I haven't been around with. Yeah, there's any. a few. Okay, yeah. there's a few mini trucks as well. A couple. I've couple seen a few of those. There. Yeah, and that's all yeah. we really need. K cars, huh? More K cars. That'd be great as usual, but <laughs> it's always the same. It's it's the cappuccinos. It's it's, it's the one cappuccino who lives in town. Yep. It's one of my trucks. One of your trucks, and that's usually about it. There's that yeah. one gray. Um, there's no autos. An what, there's a the van. van. It's yeah, no. It's, it's a. Super, it's a Honda. Honda. No, it's not a Honda. Honda? The Polizzi one that used to oh, be. Oh no, the, the gray one that's been here before. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, a Honda. that's yeah. a Honda. Yeah, yeah that one, that guy comes around. Yeah, more yeah. vans. Are you, are you coming names. around on vans yet? Oh, you're well, not a van I, guy. I, t- I test he, drove. He I actually hate them. Oh, they're so he's cool. Yells at people that drive vans. I test mm. drove one in Tokyo uh, last month. Oh, okay, it was not as advertised. Really, it was. It was very misrepresented. What could be the difference? I mean, they're the exact same thing. Well, it was. It was advertised as mint condition and it had a mint price. Oh, and price. It was it was beat up in every way. Oh, what the heck? That's so, very strange. A little disappointing. That's a bummer. It was this was in Japan. It was, yeah. Yeah. One of my uh, like probably one of my favorite driving experiences ever was driving a Honda Vamos Turbo 4x4 uh going up into the mountains in Okayama to go skiing and I got to drive in the snow and nice. like and it was like I mean, not flying, but, you know, we were going past everything. Like, you know, people were pulling over to do chains and shit, and we just had good all-seasons, and it's all-wheel drive. And, the you know, the contact patch is so narrow, you know? They're, they basically carve you know, they, what a snow tire yeah, does. The rally theory of, like, digging through the yeah, snow, Yeah, dude, right? and it was so awesome. Like, we were unstoppable, and we actually ended up, like, pulling over to help some people, and, like... <laughs> It was so rad. Um, And and it was, you know, not very powerful, but it's turbocharged. So I didn't lose any power at elevation. And and I I mean, at the time, too, it was a novelty, right? Right hand drive and being there and driving. It was such a cool experience. The road's small enough. They don't have to go fast. I mean, like going, going even a medium speed feels. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, JPod999 says, when are we doing another Dirt Rally 2.0 competition? Oh, that's Lane's. Considering uh, I never never did it. I don't even have an Xbox. Yeah, that's it's a big commitment, dude. I, I, are you a video game guy? Not really. So. But if you live in Japan, you kind of have to be, right? <laughs> You'd be surprised. They have actually. a quota, and they're like, "You haven't met your video game quota this month." Most of my friends there don't do don't do gaming. Oh, that's same. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were pretty anti, actually. Like their parents were super strict about games. Like a lot of my Japanese friends, probably because they were so exposed early on in the. Well, video it's a, game it depends where you live, world. right? Like it's like a. What if you're yeah. like two Italian plumbers that live in the city mm. and you have to do and you, some and work. in Japan and you're around big pipes and like turtle shells and stuff? Then you're forced into it. Okay, uh, red. No, we already answered a red Tanj question. Uh, Swedish Cadillac. 
You're a character in a movie. You've just been fired, gotten divorced, lost all your worldly possessions, been kicked out of your house. You have $100,000 cash to purchase a car and fund a road trip of a lifetime. What are you buying? In what direction or continent do you travel? Do you sleep in hotels, tent, back of your car? Question mark. Wow. Enjoy. That's, a, that's a pretty good That's a pretty By good the way, enjoy at the end of that, your, your life you is get, upside down. No kick in the nuts there at the end or anything? Or? No, just yep. enjoy. Okay. Just enjoy it. Take it easy, you know? I feel like you guys have, you guys are into your overlanding expedition vehicles. I would mm-hmm. do an overlanding, but i do it a, a different style. I would, off the top of my head, I would get one of the Mahindra Jeep, uh, the, I guess made under license, or maybe not. The little tiny license. ones? The tiny Why? ones. Why? Why would you not just get a Jeep? Because I do it in India. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you want to go to India? I would go to India. Because you want your life my to be grand. worse than it was here. <laughs> I, I think it would be better uh, for this adventure. And I would drive, I would start... Tibet style? I would start perhaps in Jaipur, and I would drive sort of north... Himalayas. East, and then sort Stands. of... Stands. Yeah, and then down the, uh, yeah. down the east side. Maybe around around the, around the bottom, and I think that would be I think hundred grand. You could buy the oh, car, dude, and You could do the whole adventure. You could buy a mansion there and everything. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> a great the adventure. Thing. Um, that's like an that. interesting one. Yeah. I'm struggling with this because I want to pick something unique and interesting, but also I want to get through my road trip. But this is a movie, uh, or you're a character in a movie, so so I'd break down a lot, which would be good for the movie. Yeah, I think I'm going like fifty thousand dollar ish Vanagon, and I don't know exactly mm. what motor, but something dialed. Um, yeah. Basically, adventure mobile, do it all. Um, got some style, um, got some grace. Straight grace, even. Yeah. Um, Where but, would you go? What continent? You're, I feel like you're a yellow knife kind of Northwest Territories kind of guy. <laughs> yellow knife. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to do a road trip in Mexico, even though they, everyone tells me that'll get killed immediately. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> and, and people are doing it right now. <laughs> I'm doing, uh, yeah, all through, uh, through Mexico. Um, like, and starting one side anywhere, north, south? I just want to do the whole thing. All so, of it. Yeah, all, all the Mexicos. It. I want to do all the Mexicos. Any colonial city or town. So, mm. you know, we'll do San Miguel de Allende, Mexico City, get a little uh, uh, Michoacan action, mm. maybe some uh, um, Oaxaca, Okay. Et going further south? Further south, the better. So, yeah, that's where, that's where I'm going. Um, all right. Interesting, interesting. You gonna go with a uh, K van? Yeah, I'm gonna go in Vamos Japan? Turbo in Japan in on very well paved roads, like total, like in civilization. Sapporo yeah. ski trip. Lots of curry. I'm gonna go on a curry trip. I'm gonna start from the bottom, <laughs> go to the north. Okay. Talk about the different. It's a gastronomical adventure. That's what I'm okay. gonna go on, and uh, I'm gonna visit. I've done those before. I've done the my my uh, pilgrimage to Hakata for ramen, okay. and I uh, had Fukuoka ramen from all the different places. Um, and I drove there, and I also have done the udon uh, stuff in uh, Hamamatsu. I think it was. Is ramen as salty in Japan as it is here? I don't know. All different types. Every type, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they really, uh, they really go heavy salt around here. Yeah, uh, but no, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with a high ace. High ace. Oh, interesting. I really like high aces. Yeah, you can't beat that. And uh, nice little bed set up in the back. I mean, the only way you could beat that is with a vanagon, but. <laughs> It's going to be a Hobie Cat edition sunroof mm. synchro. But, uh, but I'll Pretty do high ace. And I'll, I'm going to go, and I want to do, like, because I've I've traveled all over Japan, but there's a lot of places I still haven't been. I haven't been to Hokkaido, and I haven't been to the Ryukyu Islands, so to, like, um, fucking Okinawa, Okinawa and all that. Mm-hmm. So, like, start down there, ferry my ass on uh, up, into, up and do, like, the little... Uh, frog, what is it? Frogger, <laughs> leapfrogging my way up, up until I get to um, Kyushu, and then do all of it, and uh, 
backcountry stuff. Well, so our friend Rich Chen sent the other day a link to a woman who has done a, I think, three-month journey in her van, of her K-van of some kind. Mm. Not even a van, might have been a car. She did the whole thing for uh, 3 million yen, uh, which is about $22,000 for mm. three months, eating out every meal. Uh, and she stayed in the car, uh, slept in the car, uh, used a public bath, and uh, sort of did the journey described. That nice. doesn't get much better. I doubt. Than that. Definitely want every meal. Go to all these different cool places. Now the question see, also says, um, uh, "Do you sleep in hotels, tent, or back of car?" I, I was picturing back of car. And Me if, too. I, I want to see what a new I mean, Obviously, you, you do costs. maybe like once a week or every two weeks. You do like a little hotel stay, maybe. I was thinking I would do a combination of hotel and yeah. tent. Oh, tent. The jeep's a little small for sleeping. Yeah, because you're. Also in India, so maybe a tiger would get you in the tent. Maybe a rooftop tent? Was that just too cliche these days? No, that's right up your alley. <laughs> I guess so. And we have Nick of Beeline. Oh. Uh, motor car up on the top I, of the I saw it. I that's Amaro. Oh, drinking Amaro? And it has a lot to do with medieval times. So just so you know. Okay. Huh? Um, medieval times situation. Is this Clark? Going. I brought this. Yeah, this is a... Okay. I, I had some at, at the uh, Mentone the other night and yeah. went out and got a bottle. I kind of changed, want to change my car. Same trip. He's going M5 wagon. Nissan Stagia Thank you, sir. wagon. So it's basically a Nissan Skyline underneath. Yeah. Oh, right, right. With the Atessa all-wheel drive. Because I, I want to tackle some ro fun roads to drive, too. And I've, you know, and it's, you know, I fold down the rear seats, big fucking wagon, um, drives B awesome. BFW? Big fucking wagon. Yep. Yeah, BFW. And uh, sounds cool. Get right up next to your mouth. And there. get me some... We didn't get to adjust Get it. me some good old... Uh, <laughs> On driving dynamics as well, because I feel like I'm going to miss out on that, and I want to enjoy some of those roads at speed, and then but also be able to cruise. And if if I go into the winter, let's say I have good all seasons, good all wheel drive. That has all wheel drive. Yep. Sick. Yep. And are you going to stay off the highway? Are you going to do local all roads only, or will you do expressway? I was thinking local roads only. Yeah, originally, and Locals so only. Yeah, but maybe some turnpike or some uh, paid. What do you call it? Like the Hokkaido. And, oh yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, the, the uh, Hokkaido and um, all that shit. The Skylines. Yeah. Any any Kaido will do. All the Kaidos will take. Um, did you hear the question? And do you want to answer it? I uh, will just move on to the okay. next one. Moving right on. Do me one favor. Scooch a little closer to Clark. I just want to make sure uh, you're in uh, frame. Uh, okay. Uh, from that camera. By the way, this is working lovely. Um, I bumped up your mic. The sense. Hey. You sound fantastic. I I think I sound fantastic Dude, generally. This is the way to do it. Thank you. you need also a, for that. You need a. You just need a little boost. bit of a boost. Ten yeah. percent. One notch up. Yeah. Huh. It's got yeah art on the ones and twos. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's drive time. We're nope. getting into the morning rush hour. All right, Bobby, read with the cars. Nope. The Tybo says, <laughs> "What cars have you owned that found the best balance of driver engagement and NVH? Did you ruin that balance later by modifying them?" Uh, I can start. Uh, I didn't own it, but my wife had a 2006 Mini Cooper S. Mm. And I felt like that was a very well built car it wasn't like a luxury car by any means mm. but it was uh pretty well insulated well buttoned together that's the last year that first redesign you know the, the rebirth and it was very fun to drive it was engaging six-speed manual yeah. uh supercharged four-cylinder kind of felt like a bmw but also felt british in a, in a mm. good way um so that's that's the one that comes to mind but uh did you ruin it though no modifications <laughs> other than we replaced the run flats with like real performance tires that were were, were uh, much more compliant 
um, the run flats were atrocious. They're horrible. Those, yeah, those sidewalls are terrible. I have a great one actually for this uh, because I had the car it worked very well, and then I ruined it, and then I had to unruin it. Uh, I had a Z4M coupe. E86. Dude, that's uh, so, so funny. S54 car. Uh, bought it pretty stock. Uh, actually had 19s on it, so I improved it by putting 18s and more sidewall on it. But then I was pretty young and couldn't leave the thing alone, so I, at one point, lopped the mufflers off and just did a full muffler delete. And then when I had to do, uh, I had to do motor mounts, and so I was like, well, I'll get these sporty, you know, AKG mounts. And the combination of the S54 with like just resonators and the way too hard uh, poly mounts was just rattly and heinously loud. And I, I think it lasted a couple months. I had effectively ruined the car and then I went back to the stock, <laughs> the stock bits and it was great. Nice. Mm. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because I was going to say my Z3M coupe, mm. but the more I thought about it, it's much more refined than my 993 was. And my 993, I feel that was like the perfect balance between like a very, very solid, like no squeak, like very tight, well put together car, amazing steering feel, you know, very analog feeling brakes, you know, that you know, classic air cooled 911 driving dynamics, but a little more insulated, you know, and a little quieter and a little bit more refined, you know, compared to an earlier G body or long hood yeah. car. And then you made um, it really loud as I understand it. And then I ruined it too. So um, the, the, it. Seats in it. the suspension was awesome. I actually had RS spec suspension and that rode great. And I was, I didn't scrape anywhere, believe it or not. Um, cause 911s are magical like that. Cause they're really flat and it like the underneath over bumps. It wasn't harsh. It was awesome. Um, but I put <laughs> fab speed super cups, uh, which are straight pipes, literally muffler deletes. Yeah, they are. Um, and it sounded amazing, but it was extremely loud. Yeah, it was very, very loud. So loud that the guy that I sold it to, who still comes on our rallies, when he comes on our rallies, he wears earplugs. Um, but he loves the way it sounds. Oh, so, so he still has the exhaust in the car. He still has the exhaust, refuses to change it, but he has to wear earplugs and then it's fine. Super cups are like always, uh, like on sale, a second hand on Renlist. It's like the <laughs> easiest muffler to find because just like, I've made a horrible buy mistake. them. You put them on, you do Monday two drives. Day, yeah. Yeah. I, I put a set on that car before, before blowing it up and I, one drive was enough. I was, I'm good. Yeah. It's very, very it's good when loud. you're hauling ass though. And, uh, and yeah, they sound high. great. Like yeah. at, at full throttle, yeah. but full chat, super droney. I wasn't going to go there. I no. was, I was just, I'll let you come on. You I'll let you come to mind. Yeah. I guess for me, it's, it's the, my, my S 2000, which is in the parking lot, but with the, uh, the factory hard top, which really brings the noise level down quite a bit, has a much bigger rear window and sort of creates a, more spacious and quiet feeling uh, passenger compartment. Yeah. So you get the sort of the fun S2000 experience, but with, it's actually a pretty different uh, feeling driving with the hard top versus mm. the soft top. Does it yeah. stiffen it at all? Can you notice anything? You can sort of hear the creak of the top moving around. Yeah. I don't think it's actually doing anything. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The whole thing from, is from a rigidity standpoint. Yeah, probably good. not. Are those, yeah. are those rare, the hard tops? Um, they, they're not impossible to find, but they are, not super I think they're common. pretty. I yeah. think they're pretty pricey. Do they still get stolen a lot? I hope not. I okay. mean, I, <laughs> I always. I mean, yours is mostly stored. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I rarely leave it out. So. Although, didn't yeah. you like have some like muffler tip theft? Yeah, the little chrome like garnishes uh, on the tip. Is it an NB? I'm sorry. Uh, the, the second gen. Yeah, second yeah. gen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a common thing. They just take them and then put them on the earlier ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had it parked overnight. Uh, I left it when I was. I was. Where was it? Was it here? It was actually. Uh, 
forget what it, it's where Skyline and 17 at the crest meet. Oh, okay. And there's a little pull-off area. Yeah. yeah. I was living up in the mountains at the time and I was going out of town for a couple of days and maybe to SEMA or something. Mm-hmm. And I left the car there and carpooled down to the airport with a friend for two nights. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of in the woods, like in this. Yeah, un- I could uh, see that. But mm-hmm. yeah, over but, by, um, uh, whatever that market's called in that I'm, direction. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But I, they, nobody took the seats, which was a big plus. The they seats did, they just and, took the and, they, tips. and you had the hard top on? No, I didn't. Okay. I specifically took the top Dude, off yeah, hard for tops. leaving it there. So on uh, NA Miatas in particular, those hard tops get stolen a ton, like constantly. And so I, even back in the day, like my last Miata was probably 10 years ago, um, I had top locks. And so there's a guy here um, in Palo Alto that made them and he devised a solution that basically plugs into the stock like hardtop like latch area on the sides uh, and uh, it requires like this super special kind of key um, it's still defeatable but you have to drill it and it's like a lot of noise and sparks and all that yeah, stuff. yeah. but um it's just a deterrent it's a deterrent yeah so i never got my hardtop stolen but i had that shit on it um, but i heard a lot of people like have their cars broken into and then they attempted <laughs> to break through that and they gave up so uh, they the lock did work you know mm. it's really unfortunate yeah, well, these days I rarely leave it outdoors overnight. I mean, almost I haven't left it out overnight for years now. So yeah. fingers crossed. It's fun. I, mean, I saw it roll out. Isn't it? I saw it roll it's out the exciting. other day, and uh, it looked like maybe it got a wash, and then no, it just got, rained for. It got a rain. Oh, okay. There you go. It there you go. It was <laughs> filthy. <laughs> that was the first wash yeah. before yeah. man wash cars. Uh, Art, what do you what do you have any comments about your uh, NSX? Any comments for this question? You mm. you took a stock NSX and yeah. you es- yeah. effectively slammed it yeah. on big wheels. Yep, yep, I did do that. That there's some ruining. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, a slight it, slight ruinage. Yeah, yeah, it looked very nice. <laughs> it looked <laughs> statically. It was. It looked fantastic. really really it, nice. It rode well on smooth roads. It wasn't yeah. a problem there. But getting into like clearance you know, is an issue. Yeah, was a big. Issue. That was the thing because like NSXs in general, like NAs, um, or even actually all of them because they're the same, uh, same fucking overhang. Um, yeah. but I had an early one and yeah, dude, like even stock, you run into shit, like going up yeah. driveways and it's great mine all the time. Uh, yeah. It's so annoying. And, um, I, yeah, I lowered it quite a bit. I basically effectively eliminated all like fender gap and it looks so sexy, but it was not great for driving fast yeah. on bumpy roads. It was great on smooth roads. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, but also I thought like from a analog slash, you know, insulated kind of question, it also fits the bill, right? It's, it's uh, it definitely is very, very comfortable. It's very quiet. Ergonomically, it's super nice. And, um, but it has like this Jekyll and Hyde personality where, NSXs, I think they're very misunderstood, like from a driving standpoint, like because they don't have a lot of torque down low and like around town, they're like, whatever, they're very sedate. But like if you drive them at the limit, like they actually wake up and are super fun. They're They're very well balanced. Yeah, all that. Um, Gearing is kind of weak, but they're nice cars. Bobby Reed with the cars says, besides sauce and cheese, what is the optimal number of toppings for a pizza? Mm. Mm. And what is your favorite combination of these toppings? Ooh, there's a pun there. I think it ranges widely. Favorite I, combination know. is a pun. Just want to throw that out there. Three of the wrong toppings could be way too many toppings, you know? But they could be. A combo is a type of pizza. Favorite combination. That's a type of pizza. Uh, does anybody just order the combo? It's got to be a veggie combo or a meat combo or something, right? No, but I hear By default, saying. you got yeah. some sausage on there. You have to order veggie pepper. to specify. That's true. Yeah. Thank you All right. Um, Anyways. I, it's funny. I go back and forth. Sometimes I love like the big serve by Pizza My Heart is like the best. It's great. And it's there's like there's like seven toppings I, on there. Yeah. yeah. Whole yeah. garlic cloves. That's yeah. key. Garlic is so, so good on pizza. And all that that's stuff. Good. But I'm really yeah. a pepperoni mushroom guy. I'm a, I'm a Are pretty, you? That's mm. like, mm. and I'll, I can go with black olives too, but mm. 
Pepperoni mushroom is my classic. That's my Snickers that's, that's, pizza. I like pizza. Yeah, I like it's pepperoni mushroom. Pizza. I like mushroom. My problem with mushroom is that it doesn't reheat well. The second day, the mushrooms oh. are kind of oh, like slimy. That's a problem. Yeah. I like to. I like. I order a giant pizza and then I eat it the next day. But by the way, if you're having a pizza contest, no one's going. What does this taste like? Reheated. <laughs> they might. There no, might be. No. A, a, what about a cold pizza contest? There might be a thing. <laughs> like es, escachata. It's also riscotto because if they're a little bit too moist and it yep. so, makes the pizza yep. soggy, it's a problem. Or the, it, a it, good it messes up the like the moisture content of the of the cheese and it becomes sort of yeah. a okay, slurry. Yeah. That's true. Right. Well, that's I, why, I, that's why I, olives I is superior because you olives get, are good. Yeah. Yeah. You mm. get the the pepperoni, olive, maybe jalapeno. Mm. Cheeky third, nice. Ooh. Cheeky third, gangster. By the way, this is that's a very uh, 2010 answer. Uh, what makes it 2010? Come on, uh, who's putting jalapenos on pizza prior to 2010? All of it. It's our. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess classically the jalapeno maybe was excluded, oh, was that, but it was shouldn't. That in be. Naples were they doing shouldn't jalapenos? Be. Is that where I missed it? No, I'm saying like maybe. traditionally no jalapenos, but I think it's a welcome addition. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You say jalapenos yeah. or jalapenos? Jalapeno. Okay. Yeah. It says jalapeno. jalapeno. I say both depending on how I'm feeling. That's it's, true. Me too. Jalapeno, you idiot. Um, <laughs> y. Exactly. Y. Um, hmm. how, so, what's the optimal number? Well, First start there. I don't need to know what topic. Well, okay. two is an optimal number, I think. Two is an optimal number because there's all different combinations. They all can be good. Are we counting it gets, cheese? It, it gets without, busy. No. Cheese and sauce <laughs> no. eliminated. Yeah. Right. Like okay. If we're trying to go just straight up, like, yeah, like it, 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 I think it's when you start adding more ingredients, it becomes something else, and it's just kind of like, feed me a lot of shit. And By I the just way, I want to eat a lot of food. The fact that he says, aside from sauce and cheese, he knows the podcast. He knows, he knows the, that he knows that's, the, where, oh, dude, go. that's where we're oh, going. Yeah, Blaine yeah. was here to go, well, pizza has <laughs> cheese. And, yeah, yeah, for so. sure. And there is a no cheese pizza. There's also a thing. Um, oh. I mm -hmm. like me, and it also depends on the style. Like, you know, I think. Um, I'm a mushroom and pepperoni guy. We can have a floppy guy. dog with a bunch of stuff on it. But I'm a mushroom and pepperoni no. guy for sure in general. But like, if we're gonna go like right like there. Napolitana, like a really thin, like wood-fired one, like I almost just want it like a Santa Cruz style. Like <laughs> we're not even gonna mention Margarita. I was just about to go there. We're gonna go to Margarita because that's like it's just it's uh. it's about the sauce, it's about the cheese, it's about the dough, and it's about the basil and the tomato, and like that's again two two ingredients. So that I go with that. But if it's like New York style, big floppy thing give me pizza or give me pepperoni and mushroom i think that's How's a that? fair analysis okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but i mean because like the new york style is its own it's its own whole thing and so yeah. i feel like maybe yeah. just even just pepperoni if it's the true right. new york right. style right. yeah because yeah. that's hard to hard to argue with right yeah. yeah, I think if or the, what about how do you guys feel about like sicilian thick style like are you getting busy with it that has thing? to be like so really delicious. good. It has to be the best yeah, Sicilian in the area. You know, so crunchy. Like, that, like buttery seven, eight times out of crust. ten, it's just not. It's not gonna be good. Are yeah. you guys in on Chicago style? Definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down with some of it. It's just it's. it's, tough, it's I don't even call it's it. It's kind of in the same it's category like a, as the Sicilian. It's just more like extreme, right? I just want some right. soup. But, yeah, like yeah. a soupy thing. I do have to saucy mess. Local. This is a local. It's good. It's good. It's not hyper local. It's regional. A thing. But you guys would know. Escape from New York and San Francisco. They have the potato, pesto, and garlic one. Oh, that's delicious. That's so fucking good. Have you guys had that? Good. I have not. But it I'm not good. from that particular place, but I have had that. It combination. is so good. That's good. that's also too right. We got potato and and garlic, which you would not anticipate being. I mean, good. I guess we're subbing the pesto for your traditional it's not sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, is sauce. so good. Sauce. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Good times. Good times. But yeah, two two is the consensus. I think. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. But it does depend on the type. If it's a thick boy, you can add maybe a third 
or even a and four. if it's a well-crafted uh, pizza ensemble, you could go five, seven. Uh, the sky's ensemble. the limit as far as I'm concerned. Ensemble. Like I, Pizza My Heart is a number of delicious pizzas with, oh, with yes, well yes. north of yeah, five absolutely. toppings. Yeah, the Watson Bill is amazing. And like an extra large is only like eighty-four dollars. So. <laughs> legitimately, like pizza for the family is like seventy-five it's bucks. Unbelievable. It's weird how expensive pizza is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was gonna ask, how are you guys on pineapple on pizza? I'm fine with it. I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good fine. with it. I'm cool. and I like so, pineapple jalapeno. That's a very good. Oh, oh that's I've never done that. That sounds good. I'm actually you might have to. I'm not a ham and pineapple guy. Yeah. I'm a pepperoni and pineapple guy. That oh. is that is salty and sweet. Yep. Right. I mean, yeah. I'll eat huh. I'll eat a Hawaiian, but I I won't order it. Does that make sense? If it's there, you'll have it. Yep. Toasted Boots says track daily weekend. <laughs> yes. So nothing. <laughs> I like that nothing is getting killed. I like that. No, no kills. Yeah. Track daily weekend. 86 LeBaron convertible. Oh, gosh. 79 Ooh. LeBaron coupe. <laughs> Jesus, they're all LeBarons? TC by Maserati. Ooh. Son of a bitch. This is so important to me. My first car was a 79 coupe with God tier slant six. God tier? I don't know what that means, but uh, a slant means six. The best. Very good. <laughs> the top tier. The tier. God tier. The tier which only no God occupies. Yeah. No coupe. I mean, the TC Dang. is the track car by Maserati. Well, I wish I knew more about the suspension because it Jesus, might be. It, it might, doesn't well, matter. It at might all. be miserable. It's all miserable. They're all. The wait, wait, wait. Are they all three? All three are roadsters. No, convertible. Uh, one's a convertible. 79's a coupe. Oh, okay. That's the weekender. The no, the weekender no, no, is the convertible. The week, the, yeah, eighty six. LeBaron convertible is the weekend. Definitely the weekend car. The daily is the 79 coupe. What does that even look like? Oh, wait, dude, I'm, I'm tracking the coupe. And, and what are we supposed to be doing with this? I need that rigidity. <laughs> it says track daily weekend. 79. So you're just picking each LeBaron. of those cars to be your track car, your daily, ah, or your weekend. You're, you've got a I Chrysler see, I fleet. Whoa. I have never seen a 79 Chrysler LeBaron. Let's see. These don't exist here. Like, this is a. Because oh, the LeBaron yeah. that we know is like the. Let's see. Oh. Yeah. That's the track car. No, 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 this, dude! This is the daily. That's the track. It's car. super that's chill, man. Look, look out! That's because he didn't specify if we were road racing or we we're going to the drag strip. I'm putting no, no. like a giant turbo on that thing. Weekend is strip. 86 LeBaron convertible. We all know what that looks like. Art and Lane basically uh, spent a day in LA and yeah, those are rad. the best thing mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. 79 LeBaron coupe, which is like a full size American car, is your your daily. And then the TC by Maserati, which has the little... That's cool. It's kind of like a... Um, whole hard top. It looks like that... Uh, um, I think with some flares and uh, whatnot. The, that's the weekender. Do, you could really do something with that's that. A, that's, that's like a Riata, car. right? Like it, That's yeah. the track car for sure. So here, let me read this description to you guys, okay? 1979 Chrysler LeBaron Medallion Edition. Hmm. Uh, it's sold, by the way. Uh, description. Remarkable 1979 Chrysler LeBaron Medallion 37,000 actual miles. Highway powered miles. by its original CI V8, uh, you know, cubic inch V8, <laughs> paired with automatic transmission. Amazing red exterior. So I don't know if that's the color because it's in cap. It's uh, A is capitalized, R is capitalized in amazing red. So I don't know if that's the actual name of the color. Oh, I see, I see. It's made. Rally wheels well, sold new at Kuntz Motors <laughs> in ah, good old Kuntz. Philadelphia. So, and then my favorite part of this whole thing Philly. amazing tap, time capsule, ready to enjoy, call Monica. Well, she would call her right now. Well, let's call her. Oh, it already sold. Is she representing the car for Chandler? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Amazing that's Amazing red interior, exterior. Uh, Eamon <laughs> Shaw says, I recently purchased an original catalog for my 2000 E46 323i sedan. That includes color samples and accessories BMW offered in 2000. What automotive memorabilia would you like to find to go with your current vehicles? That's a very good question. That's that a, great a great question. question. I have... 
all of the books for the E36 M3, and that's really fun because there's everything from apparel in there to that wheel choices, cool. materials, all that shit. That's cool. Um, but I don't have that for my Skyline, and that would be super cool. Like that's the first thing that comes to mind. I know it's exactly what he has, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's funny because this is accessories. Yeah, um, or memorabilia. He memorabilia. says. Um, I have the key. I also have the the, the stainless key or whatever. Quit bragging, Jesus yeah. Christ! Jeez. That's the one thing I would want, um, <laughs> and I have it. I just got a new Acti truck from '89 with a tan interior, and I'm looking for the power window option that you can bolt on instead of the window rollers uh, in tan. Bolt on. You bolt onto the window rollers. You take off the window roller, like and it's, it's like a motor in the switch. On. It's a it's like a little box. It's like a little blister that you just yeah. like bolt on over. And That's has, cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, nice. In period, they offered a in '95. You could get a, uh, I think it was a tandem bicycle from the BMW catalog. I That's want that. Cool. I want that, and I hope that it would be with like the hurricane or like confetti style. Oh hell yeah! Livery. Does it come <laughs> with a like a rack to put it on? The car? <laughs> yeah. I hope not. Probably it probably does come with some crazy. Dude, rack. Yeah. yeah, That's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. could you? Get a Dakar yellow one and transport it with your BMW. Sweet roof rack. BMW lifestyle rack. Dude, I'd like to find an NOS M96 crate engine. (laughs) (laughs) Accessory? Yeah. Accessory. (laughs) I like it. Um, Dude. I want to change my answer because now that, now that we're talking, like I'm thinking more, more accessories than ephemera. Um, I want the period correct, like checkered floor mats. They were like, like kind of like the cocoa style, but, but they're not black and white. Right. They're like gray on gray. Yeah. So it kind of looks like, you know, when you do the, the vacuum on the detailing. So it looks like that. Mm -hmm. And they're so cool. They're really thick pile and they're very, very expensive. They're like 1500 bucks now. Uh, so like, I wish I had that, (laughs) you know, that came with my car because spending that on, on, on a set of floor mats is kind of silly, but yeah, they're really cool looking. Those are hard to find nowadays. Very, yeah, yeah. Floor mats obviously weren't cherished. (laughs) They got beat up and, uh, yeah. Finding new old stock floor mats is really hard to find. Tricky. Um, Dia Dobro says track daily scrap. Oh, another Mm. one. Here's the scrap. Plymouth Prowler. Chevy SSR, are we familiar? Oh, I'm a fan. And last generation Ford Thunderbird. Art does like small trucks. So Ford so. Thunderbird, that's a rear wheel drive car, I but, believe. Uh, Two seat. Shit, I don't know. I can't say for I sure. Actually, I, think, I think it is. Drive. I think it's. I think it's based on the Crown Vic chassis. I think uh, so too. Might be, I kind of yeah. like the way they look. Uh, I was driving behind one in upstate way. New York a few years ago, and it was like teal, and it looked and had an old person driving it, and it looked amazing. Dude, yeah, pretty that's, cool, man. That's kind of cool I, when you could see. Yeah. Just they did little... some really like retro, like unironically retro colors too, like the teal, and like yeah. I think they had like a pale yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely rear wheel drive, and it's sh- it shares the platform with two different makes: Lincoln Mark Eight, mm. close and a Ford Mustang. Is it an aluminum motor? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at the related chassis. Is it Crown Vic? Give me platform. It's not Crown Vic. Uh, you got Lincoln, right? But it's not a Mark 8 or whatever you said. Mm. And there's another another Mark. That's a hint. Mark Plymouth? Prowler? Mark. Mark. No, no, no. M-A-R-Q-U-E. Uh, that's a big hint. Uh, PT Mercury. Cruiser. Is that, that Mercury is what I was meaning. Sorry, not Plymouth. Prowler. I don't know. No, M-A-R-Q-U-E. Mercury something. That's British. It's, uh, oh, it, yeah, it shares it with a, a Jaguar a Jaguar XS, XF, sorry, XF and the S-Type and Lincoln LS. Lincoln oh, LS. whoa, it's on the S-Type chassis? Yeah. yeah. Huh. 
So Very exotic. It it's perhaps up, does it, have an aluminum V8. It has the Jaguar AJ35 V8. Yeah, there you go. Uh, aluminum. Yeah. Aluminium. 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 Dude, it's kind of I kind of want one now. Okay, so uh, I think the night like what's the nicest one? Track in the world right now. So, First of all, they're 20? all two seaters. Maybe. Let me see. I'll find. I out. feel like there's enough. I feel like there's enough like old folks who want one of these that maybe they're in the teens. Oh man, this is a tough question because the Prowler. I love the idea of it, but it's a V6 automatic. It's a but struggle. It looks so cool. It looks so cool. And I think if you were going to track that, it could be interesting. Ooh, I think it would probably fall apart. I think so too. I think it would be interesting. It's the, it's the pretty horrible. In the no, way no, that no ending up in the tire walls. No, wait, no, track daily scrap. Oh, daily scrap. So, okay, so which well, one? Well, you could cruise your daily. The SSR truck. Oh, I'm, get, I'm definitely dailying the SSR truck, scrapping the Prowler, and track. And, uh, oh, tracking. Scrapping the Prowler? I would, fuck yeah. I would track I, I, the four. The I'm a big SSR fan. I Does really the like Prowler the Prowler have would be the smartest move, but you could get a manual V8 SSR. Yes, you can. But I don't particularly like that era of trucks. They're so cool. I think okay, that like, I love that they're like you call their, them era, of, their, era of trucks. It's like it's a highly it's a useless vehicle. Thing. I've literally it's it, Camaro it, based. You right? know, yeah. SSR manual LS like that's uh, rear wheel drive. So the thing with SSR that's for pretty me, cool. I really like that they're so cartoony. It's like it looks like a like some, that. Yeah, it's, it's like it's from something the that, movie Cars. Yes, yeah. or or it's like a Pixar truck, mm -hmm. and the fact that they made it is so cool to me. That's, I mean, I, I think won't it's argue so with cool. that. The I mean, fact this that is they a very it. hard challenge because all the cars are actually pretty cool and pretty well matched, and also very flawed. They've been very <laughs> yeah, flawed for not sure, really. Right? Sure. Not, like, none of them are suited to their track all, use. So manual transmission wise, I think your only option is the SSR. And does that, in the spirit of the question, if you're going to track Shit, something, you're right. It needs have to, to be go manual, SSR, right? yeah. And it's a Camaro-based kind of thing, as you said, right? It's yeah. got the, yeah, it, that's and a good how call, horrible dude. is the Ford automatic going to be? The You're right. It's going to be Ooh, horrendous. I mean, bad. technically, the, the truck should be the track car, but... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then you're, you're scrapping... You're going Prowler? <sighs> no way, dude, with those gigantic rear tires and tiny skinny fronts. That no, I wouldn't track that. I would track the Ford. You track the Ford. Yeah, I would put I would put a different transmission in. You're gonna, I mean, because it, because it shares everything with the platform, you can do a little swap. Yeah, if you're, if you're I think actually that. Lincoln LSs are supposed to handle I, really well, right? Really yeah, well? there might have been there might have been a manual S type in Europe. There's a possibility. There's got to be some manual that will check the box sure for is, it. Yeah. Too much trouble. Offer it here Dude. in a manual. They're so, way more valuable than I thought. What if we're doing this whole thing in Europe? Clark likes to loophole these questions like I do. Where you go? Oh, we'll just put a gearbox in it. Well, for sure, uh, change it. Be like, uh, well, we just do electric swap, and then you know. Um, okay, so T Bird, oh, man, this is tough. <laughs> no, I, I, I have my answers. I'm okay. I'm tracking the SSR. I'm dailing the uh, Ford, and I'm tossing the Plymouth Prowler. I mean, that's the smart man move yeah, for sure. That's smart. That's it. <laughs> I, think, I, I I can't be seen driving around a Plymouth Prowler. Really? Uh, daily. That's daily. It's embarrassing. Well, you're the guy. The real question is, well, does it have the accessory trailer? And the other question is, <laughs> yes, of course is it, it does. That amazing purple color. And that's where yes. you keep all your plum crazy. Yes. Flames or no? Color. Keep all no your flames in the trailer <laughs> in a nice not a race car. display. A toupee display. I'm going to use the trailer to go back and forth to the hardware store. Nice. But you have an SSR. It's fully tracked out. It's got a cage. It's it's got the <laughs> well, trophy putting, truck bars the through the yeah, through the truck. Transmission into the Ford. 
That's true. That's true. All right. All right. Well, this, this is too hard to answer tonight. I don't know if we can do Great it. Great question, though. Uh, um, if four Thunderbirds are less than $10,000, they're not. I'll have to go buy they're one. They're expensive, dude. I, well, I'm not expensive, but they're way more valuable than I thought. Well, on, how much I just checked. So the last Got like it. five sales are averaged like 37, like 32 Holy grand. Holy shit. Yeah, so there's what, one is this on Bring a Trailer? All over. So this is classic.com, one of my favorite tools, by the way. And, uh, and so Thunderbird. And uh, yeah, there's some that went for Jesus. high as 37, low as 16.5 for a high mileage car. And color apparently matters because the teal of course, ones yeah. go for way higher. Because they are the best. Yeah. I have a quick Thunderbird story. I uh, was a navigator for the Silver State Classic in a Dodge Viper GTS, 150 mile an hour class. And uh, we boiled over the clutch fluid mm. and basically had to pull off the side of the road halfway through the race. The rules are you cannot leave. You basically have to find a safe place and wait for the entire run group to run through, which can take like an hour or more. It's in the desert, middle of nowhere in Nevada. So that happened. We pulled over, sat, waited, waited, waited. We had a radio. A plane came over to like check on us, still waited. And finally we get a call on the radio. They're sending someone to pick you up. There's help. And it's me and my 65-year-old driver, Richard Shriver, awesome guy, just waiting in, under this bush in the desert. Finally, the, the car shows up to pick us up. Thunderbird, two-seater, two two-seater, two full-grown men. I have to sit on the transmission tunnel. <laughs> so, by the way, glad it was an automatic. I'm on the transmission tunnel, legs kind of like sideways. Richard's in the seat. They take us to safety. But that was the car they sent to pick two people up. Interesting. In. Yeah. Anyways, that's my. Do thing. you think they? Then you proceeded to win the race. In it. Then we, yeah, we exactly we kept yeah. going. It was like Herbie the Love Bug or Dude, something. Dude, so real, my my only Thunderbird story is I I don't know what magazine it was, but when they came out, I remember I was at Barnes and Noble and I was and I I was reading about the car, and there was a huge like. It was like a half-page image, and it, he was going 130 miles an hour. Uh, the guy, the journalist that was driving it, and in that, in the caption, it said how stable it was at high speed. And I was just like, "Man, this thing is pretty badass," you know. Like, um, I don't, we're really hyping it. these things up now. So, I mean, it's know. a, it's an XF essentially. Yeah, it's like you know a, what's cool? The XF wagon. Those are cool. Yeah. They're out there. Agreed. If anybody in the Bay Area has one, please bring it to Morning Motors next yeah. time. Yeah. And let us bring it out. It. <laughs> and <laughs> check it out. We might make an offer. We yeah. want those um, Speedster humps mm. if you have one. And teal, Gur please. Gur Gurney bubbles? No. Teal? No, that's over your head. Well, what, no, what that, that you Speedster humps. I'm not though. tracking on the. the Speedster humps. Yeah, because the 911 Speedsters have the, like the G bodies. A little humps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Behind the, you? Uh, oh, behind Is that a. Tono cover? Is no. that what it's called? Speech yeah, but humps. did the Thunderbird have that styling cue? I was just confused. Could, oh, uh, okay. I don't know if it was like factory, cap. but it was very yeah, You cap, left yeah. me way in the way in the dark on that. Yeah, very you're common. You're not. You're not. A, it's an obscure Thunderbird accessory catalog reference. Yeah, you're not keen yeah. on the deep cuts. Well, welcome <laughs> to Dragon Ball. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Ono says, "Is it just me or are the 996.2s looking kind of good now?" Please discuss 996 horror stories so I don't get tempted to buy one. Oh, yeah. Dude. I know a guy. Do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, Nick here, our pal. Um, I have a point one. From what I understand, the point twos won't blow up on you at all. Yeah, right. That's, that's <laughs> kidding. It's misinformation. So you bought a you bought a really well-kept one I did. I bought a one owner with a pile of records, but I knew that it had original IMS bearing. And because I'm foolish... And I didn't have the shop set up, and I was too stubborn to take it somewhere. I thought, I'll 
just drive it occasionally in anger. And then I grenaded the shit out of the motor yeah. at wide open throttle in third gear. But what I like though is that everybody says, "Oh, it's 120 thousand miles. Oh, it's fine. It's already it's already if been." It, mine has 160, I believe. Mine's a high mileage car. Yeah, so um, if it hasn't had the problem yet, you're probably fine. But yeah, that is everybody says that. I don't think that's true. I agree 100. Uh, percent basically the bearings a wear item, and yeah. it needs to be. I think LN recommends every 75,000 well, miles. Multiple types of bearings yeah there's just a Ceramic bunch of different varieties longer. but uh something like 75 to 100,000 miles you probably should be swapping it out mm -hmm. it's not the only issue though no you get not. there's more mm -hmm. there's there's a whole host of other there's there's bore scoring there's de-chunking there's uh there's heads cracking Heads cracking. There's probably some issues with the cam gear. What about the cylinders warping? Wasn't there something like they? I think that's the, the de-chunking. Oh, de yeah, they yeah. they they ovalize and then they like chunk out the bottom. The actual D-shape. The, 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 the freaking sleeves yeah. just like disintegrate. But yeah. I have, I have heard that there is an outfit here in the U.S. that is completely re-engineering the M96 motor from the castings up. And the good news is it's super cheap. And <laughs> uh, if it's a one, if it's a once and done solution, it could be a, like, a, it could have some pretty interesting ramifications for, that's the, the, move. for the platform. And that's the key. Know, that what dude. you said right there, recasting is super important because the main issue is that the castings are really poor, right? And so there's there's like actual like they're porous. Yeah, and I like, mean, and, and so that's why I hear the heads crack. And then there's the sleeves are a different issue with the bore scoring thing. Um, there's a and, whole host of things going yeah. on. I think it was an early attempt at this particular cylinder coating they used. They did maybe have some issues with castings and production. It's a clusterfuck. You yeah. shouldn't buy one. Yeah, you should buy one and unless you go your route and then but basically you have to re-engineer the engine and they still have oil starvation problems. So I don't know if that's something that they fix. Oh, I think that's that can be fixed fixed with a sump. Oh, is that like it? yeah. You just you <laughs> look put at Clark. I'm not saying it's not appealing. It sounds <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm not I, I they look cool. I, look I like this I like cool. the spaceshipy saucerish disco volante kind of vibe. Something to be designed. Interior's no. not amazing. No, it's not amazing um it's not amazing yeah it's like a german ford taurus yes you know and as the as the prices climb like i bought mine pretty cheap uh but i think and i'm still i'm still screwed but <laughs> as the prices climb i think it's really hard to be like i'll buy a forty thousand dollar 996 versus a whole host of other things mm -hmm. um yeah, but absolutely. if mine is for sale later with a 3.8 motor somewhere in the 40s or 50s that's an incredible buy because but yours will have all the fixes it'll be right? sorted it'll be resleeved it'll, it'll be, be all of yeah. the, the works the works a w r w e r k s yeah. yes all of the works thirty thousand dollar car <laughs> precisely perfect yeah all right um sv expert says when you're driving a manual car and you're cruising like down the freeway where do you rest your shifting hand on the shifter on the steering wheel or in your lap this is a great question and i actually I get a little self-conscious even when driving alone. If I spend too much time resting on the shifter, I don't like it. I don't rest do that. on the shifter at all. That's I bad. Think. Yeah. So I'm typically hands on the wheel, but oh. sometimes maybe you'll end up sort of absent-mindedly with your hand, leave your hand on the shifter, and then when I realize, like, oh, I think back I'm on, on the my wheel. Knee. Um, oh, I'm, knee. That's interesting. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm, I am a fidgety motherfucker. I have a thing where I like to hold <laughs> on to the e-brake. Fidget spinner on the shift. I like knob. to hold the e-brake, and mm -hmm. I, I I put my hand on the e-brake. Hold the e-brake. Yeah, and I'd like to press the button. This is alarming, dude. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. I, I do. When I'm in America. 
American. Oh, right. I'll either do that yeah. or I'll have the, my right hand on the wheel and my left hand out the window doing the airplane. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, your yeah, thing yeah, is nice. key for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the airplane. Long, on the highway? Hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love From here to Vermont. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Aeroplane. You have that going for you? You can just slip that in any conversation. So I had this friend who, uh, Peter, who used to do this all the time. And he was quite, a, he is quite a pretentious person. I love him, but he, this is the best meal I've had. In America, oh, this is you know this is uh, in America. Yeah, so yeah. I try to just slide it in just as a you I know, like it. light in America. So what do you do in Japan? Or I hold well, the wheel with my left hand and do the airplane thing with my right hand. But also yeah. half <laughs> because you're driving a K truck, so yeah. you I can feel like it. more than half the cars you own here are also right hand drive. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> this what is I very mean, true. An American market car. <laughs> yes. um, I actually yeah. prefer driving right hand drive cars because I like holding the wheel with my le- right hand because mm-hmm. it's my my. You're dominant right hand. Yeah, as a yeah. very left-handed person, I'm very, very much like the left-handed driver. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, and if it has an armrest, I'm definitely on the armrest for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. If it's got an armrest, right side armrest for a manual. Although, I have one. And I had one. Like, I had one in the GTI. I, I deleted it. I don't. I don't really like an armrest in a manual car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be padded. Be the, the console could be flush yeah, yeah, and padded. That's nice. The S2000 has. Perhaps the perfect mm. like, it's like nice. tunnel with the yeah. padded rest and this very short shifter. Yeah. You can sort of just like yeah. place your hand on. If it I recall, it, I think Definitely. the S two thousand tunnel is also fairly high it's too. High. So it's like it you're sort of up there, which is yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, snickety yeah. Mm-hmm. shifter. It's got a great shifter. Um, Vlad Hooligan says, "How much is too much to pay for rims?" I'm gonna with a Z or for wheels. I, too much for wheels. Is there a percentage of the car's it's, value? It's a different question though, because rims aren't. Are a thing, rims. yeah. So if, I think there's it's too quick. If wheels and rims are a separate <laughs> question. If it's a set of Forgiatos or something, not to hate on Forgiato particularly, uh, probably no, ahead, ahead, any, probably any sum. Okay, but let's let's, let me finish the question. Okay, is there a percentage of the car's value or dollar figure that's too much? Uh, he says I want BBS LMs for my Alpine E36 M3 sedan, but can't justify the spend. BBS oh, yeah. LMs are a store of value. Yeah, uh, it's sort of like buying a nice watch or something, or a nice car that you but keep you in have good to condition. Consider the value of the car versus the. Wheel. I don't think you I don't do. Care, so. Like yeah. if you put, let's say you buy a set of LMs for eight grand or whatever the market is on them That's currently. Insane. You put, put them on the car. You enjoy them on the car. You take them off the car. They're still worth eight thousand dollars. I know, but something could go wrong. It's uh, the value of it. it well, you call Haggerty and you say stated value. value. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. ability to spend. Right. So I feel like if you're able to buy $8,000 rims, it doesn't matter what the car, the value of the car you is. Just put them on there. Just put them yeah. on. I think it's a really baller move. I am a huge fan of that. I love having really valuable wheels on cheap cars. I think it's because you don't give a shit. It's yeah. like, it's like I just want that. They just look you know? great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's rad. I, um, I want to put my answer. E88s on the 911. Yes. Do that. I'm a fan. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I think you should totally get LMs, <laughs> especially if it gets gold ones on the E36 yeah, on dude. Alpine. Yeah. That's a sick co- uh, color combo. But where do you draw the line? Uh, well, I mean, be, I think it's, it's, it's what Clark says. I think it's, yeah. it's what, as much as you can afford. Yeah. Really. It's, it's whatever your yeah. wheel budget is. <laughs> but I would, I would, I think can't justify LMs are well, that, good. I mean, that, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. If, you, if you don't feel comfortable with it, you probably Some, should. Right. Something like an LM or like a, like. Uh, a high quality motorsport wheel that's 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 well liked and has a strong secondary market. Like if you're buying something really obscure, then perhaps you're just like throwing money into right. the wind. B- but like RSs, a set of BBSs of yeah. just sort of known value. I yeah. think it also depends on your use case. Like if you're, you know, 
motorsport tracking it high temps um a lot of like consistent laps and wear that's one thing but like back road rough roads you want like a sturdier wheel not that lms aren't sturdy but i'm just saying like you might consider a different type of wheel not as eye candy but mm. more form no, over less or, rims as we we're saying <laughs> no more wheel less rims it's also how often yeah. you park next to a curb because every time i park a lot next of, to a curb a lot of curves I, it, it's like it's a it that's is not, it is anxiety, anxiety inducing causing. it's yep. not fun yep yeah yep. that's why clark isn't rocking any of those rare japanese Pink heart wheels. He is. I do. I have He's them. On, cool. Oh, did you put them on but something? I have them on the truck, but oh, it's, it's a, a right-hand drive truck and you in don't, a left-hand yeah. drive world, so I can just look yeah. out the side. You're right there, true. and I can see if I'm never, never, way, never at risk. I don't know if you know this. I haven't seen this. I gotta we, go check it out. Check it out. We had a Radwood in Tacoma, and our oh, raddest yeah. accessory award went to a fellow with a Mazda K truck. All. What is that brand? I'm, I'm a fan Kouraja. of him I, on, on the Instagram. <laughs> oh, you know who he is? Yeah, of yeah. course. They've, They've connected, yeah. Uh, and he had all the accessories. <laughs> oh, he had yeah. like a matching uh, like little uh, scooter in the back. Well, he had like the outfit, too. Yep. He and had he, the fashion uh, fashion forward design. What, what the, what's the brand? Garage. 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 Who wants more of this uh, amaretto or whatever it's called? Um, it's, eating the, it's like destroying the cup, though. Just drink well, it fast. Yeah. Yeah. Cups. Cor- Garage. C-O-U-R-R-E-G-E-S. Was there a It's French, right? Courage. French. Courage. It's, a, it's, a, it's his, like, An- An- Anton, maybe? He's a French guy with an Italian first name. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, maybe I'm French people. I'm sorry. But the uh, he, he's a French fashion designer from the yeah, like late answer. 70s, early 80s. And he did all these collaborations with Japanese companies. I see. So um, now they're they're found on K-Trucks and the like. Yeah, Would you like some balls, Yeah, sure. So the, 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 I Thank forgot you. the guy's name who had who won the your yeah. thing, but he, he also had the scooter, and he has a fabulous wheel collection. He has mm. so many really nice wheels that he just he coll- he doesn't put on cars. He just has as a collection. What about rims? Like Ali and steering wheels. Too. That's good. Yeah, he has more than Ali has. So Speaking of which, those Courages, I bet you are way more valuable than his Mazda K truck. Yes, yep. and very well could be. Well, how much yeah. do a K K wheels like that cost? Well, so when he and I bought them, they were pretty cheap, and then now it's pretty cheap. I think I paid less than four hundred dollars for a new old stock set. Okay. New old stock, wow! Yeah. But if you're talking about cost per actual like volume of wheel, <laughs> still true. fairly high because they're like twelves they or something or thirteens, tens, tens, two or tens, two or twelves. Um, <clears throat> and now some somebody I think paid twelve hundred, fourteen hundred bucks for a new old stock set. Nice. So I mean, twelves and tens. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> still, cool. still. I mean, only I guess only twelve hundred compared to six or eight thousand yeah. dollar wheel sets. But right. for K truck wheels, that's Little a lot tiny of cash. Wheels, yeah. yeah, I always see those and I think Pac Man. I don't know why. It's something about the shape or the. It's like a little bit rounded, Pac-Man. a little yeah. dishy. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I t- that's one of the, one of the reasons that I got my my Skyline is I wanted that specific color and I wanted a condition and blah blah blah. But. It had gold BBS LMs in Nismo spec, and they're very, very they're expensive. Super and nice, but your car is expensive too. It worked so. out well. Yeah, and it's, it's I a- would imagine that if the car was on stock wheels, it might have been a little bit less expensive. No, I think it would be more. It's all about originality with these uh, cars. It was so very, yeah, but but it's this. it wasn't a it wasn't as much of a hit, but originality is value. It, it might true. have been the same in this particular you know? market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a very good competitor wheel that's generic but it can handle abuse and you don't have to worry about it as much. Is that something you would consider? I think that's a tricky question because there's so many wheel companies these days that are doing 
quote unquote flow forging and mm -hmm. other process, basically just making cast wheels. Um, and for track use, I, I feel like there's only a handful of companies I would really trust. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, for the street, you get in the whole like rep first authentic conversation, yeah. which has a lot more to do with like cred and style points, I think, than sure, like functionality. Sure. But yeah, it's I, like the apex I, wheels, you know, they make, Apex has been looking. doing it a long time, and, and so I would actually feel pretty comfortable running those on a yep, BMW. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, also, I, I like the idea of getting used, um, maybe imperfect used ones, before getting perhaps an inferior quality. Uh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, one because, thing that I'm completely against is fake multi-piece wheels. I hate that so much. It's, 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 yeah, it's a bad look. That's not my thing. So yeah, that that good. I can't do. But I, I totally agree with you. Like, yeah, the Apex or even like the Kose's. Like, you know, there's like mm -hmm. the, not the K1, but there's the one that looks like an RPF one that's got the multi-spokes. And those are yeah. very strong. They're, they're tracked like crazy. And they're really cheap. You can get them on, on tire rack or whatever. Um, and that, yeah, I, I'm totally down with that. Yeah. That For that purpose. Good. Good. But you oh, can't, which, but you can't rock the BBS center caps. On your rep LMs. That's not no of which, uh Do you guys see the news about BBS coming out with these I did adjustable um, hub centric? I did, and then I yep. went down a rabbit hole, and apparently BBS it. has been bankrupt like three times in yep. twelve years. They're like an Italian motorcycle company. That's that. very true. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I How went down a, bought by K, KW most recently. I know. I went down a different rabbit hole because I discovered that someone or two different companies have already done this. And so it's, but it's basically, they have like a, it's a five by one seventeen. That's their bolt pattern quotes. Okay. And they make a really high offset wheel and they basically sell an adapter with, which is what I have on my E30, you know, just and, a, a massive adapter. Yeah. Like adapter. One. And then, it, and then it just, it bolts onto the adapter. And then the adapter bolts onto your hub and they change the thickness based on the offset you, that you need. But it doesn't affect the, pattern it's just the it's just a spacer no the pattern adapts to your car so yeah. basically like, so basically uh, the, yeah. the the adapter bolts on and then the wheel bolts to that how do you exactly. adjust the bolt pattern you just choose a different adapter or does the is the i don't think it's universal i don't okay. think the adapter is universal yeah so like no you, you, the if, adapter would be specific to the yeah to the so like fitment. so like let's say like the, your car is a five by 120 right the yeah, 36 yeah. m3 and their generic bolt pattern on the wheel is five by 117 so the wheel bolts up to the adapter on the five five by 117 side and then on the back the back of the adapter adapt or adapts to, to, to the wheel hub yeah. So, huh. um, if so you look at it, in it, this it, instance, you would basically just like if you were pulling the wheels off your car, you'd take the wheels, the unbolt the five by one seventeen pattern, and you'd leave these adapters on your hubs. Yeah. Exactly. My, my mind just went to a, a wheel that had a a sent the entire center maybe locked in. Oh, uh, that like could be teeth. cool. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you'd make it strong enough or stable enough, but that the hub could be anything just like slid on there like an annular wheel sort of but yeah. splined yeah. yeah splined um i have this amazing set of 12 inch wheels in the in my, <laughs> in my shop which which are um advertised specifically as every bolt pattern they have i don't know four, four or five different bolt patterns and they have Sweet. this amazing triangular shaped cover that goes over it with these yes colored this, this is hardware these are the wheels i was thinking of yeah and and i haven't put them on yet because they're also new old stock and i don't want to scratch them mm. um but the, the whole selling point and the whole ornamentation of them was the fact that they are multi PCD and you can enjoy motorsport in your own way, however you want. <laughs> yes. PCD? Choose, choose your own uh, adventure. Yeah. PCD is a pattern. The, the, pattern, the pattern. Yeah. Oh. 
Dude, okay. so, uh, but yeah, real quick. So it turns out that RH, you know, like that wheel, that wheel company that makes a lot of the Speedline replicas for mm-hmm. Porsches, um, they've done this in the past. That's one of two companies. And they had, the whole thing was that all wheels were 5 by 130 but then they had a different adapter in the back, you know? And so that was surprising to see because basically it's the same concept as BBS. So Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's very, it has to be very limiting aesthetically. Like you're only going to get sort of shallow dish, uh, nearly flush kind of wheel designs that will work with... Or convex, right? Or yeah, or convex. And Um, I think they show it. It's like, it's one, it looks like a modern kind of like a... You know, um, it's like a meshy style, fan. but really thin spokes. But I'm sure these are TUV approved. They so are. They yeah. must have gone through extensive testing. You always hear that. People always say like, oh, you're running big adapters. It's loading your wheel bearings up, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But I think that has a lot more to do with the center line of the uh, wheel as it relates to the hub. Yeah, it's a scrub radius thing too. Like, Yeah. So, so assuming all those are addressed with these fitments... So yeah, it looks like a spindly, you know, like modern performance wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so you can see the adapter in the back. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I I I support the idea. What's their their selling point on it? Is it just they only have to make one tool and they can save? Yeah, so it's yeah, exactly. So they they make one wheel and it's Mm -hmm. always the same bolt pattern, uh, and then you adapt it to your hub. Yeah, hypothetically, you can carry it from car to car. Although most people would just get different wheels for a different car. And I wonder how that hub wears and gets, I don't know. Oh, it doesn't. It, nah. No, there's no. It's just like sandwiched. Yeah, between. it's just yeah. bolted up. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting but stuff. It, it does seem kind of like it's like we want to save money. So we're we're, yeah. we're giving you this feature. Yes. It's not a feature. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. also read that apparently they're trying to move away from OEM wheel manufacturer. Oh, it seems okay. like that'd be their bread and butter. Well, I think what happened is during periods of economic downturn, uh, large like like global companies have the ability to be like, I know I'm net thirty, but we're going to be net three hundred, and they don't pay. Mm. And so, uh, the, uh, reading through the press release or the whatever info I found, it seemed like that maybe was a culprit with their liquidity problems. Was that they had a bunch of product out and were expecting to receive payment from Shit. OEMs and didn't. So we would have loved like we're having our Bradwood this weekend at, in Atlanta and it's across the street from BBS, their headquarters. Right. Yeah. That's is that America. the is that the whole US or is it just motorsport operations? I'm not sure. They're right know. by road Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. It's not very yeah. big. So I yeah. bet it's like if it is Yeah, they're right by because uh, you guys are doing it at Lanier, right? Yeah. Lanier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're right. It's just door. it's incredible, yeah, how like they're one of the most iconic and they've struggled so much, you know. But they make a very high quality product that's very expensive, right? Like if you go for the <laughs> real deal yeah. and so a lot of it is kind of the aftermarket or not the aftermarket, sorry, the second hand stuff that's kind of keeping the brand alive, right? Like the, the Yeah, I don't know, like I don't know how many people are buying yeah. new like how many sets they're selling new. I I don't know. Yeah. I can't imagine sure. um, like a bird uh, yeah bird it was a cr- uh, raccoon Owl something in the, up in the ceiling a crazy raccoon story but we'll save that for <laughs> another time. uh chef malone jr what's up chef he says with my dog and recent acquisition of a litter of children i'm looking at godforsaken minivans he just had Whoa. twins. he had twins yeah i know the sienna is the obvious choice but is there another all-wheel drive minivan you would consider I don't know if there's another all-wheel drive minivan, period. Previa. The only thing Previa. I can tell you is you can go full-size van. You can get a transit, four-wheel drive, passenger configuration. It's a big dog. 
You're going big dog now, but you can put big stuff in there. Big stuff in there. You can. And you sit up high. It's truck style. King of the road, so to speak. Sprinter would be it's another. It's not option. a bad angle. It's not a bad but angle. But you're not going to get like the built-in vacuum and like no, seven and it's, it's seven TVs. What about new minivans have insane feature sets? Mercedes. Does that all-wheel drive? No all-wheel drive, and they're not great. What about safety though? Like yeah, the van that you're talking about compared to like it's, a uh, yeah, you're right. Modern, uh, it's but a road hold. Uh, Sienna's going to be. I'm pretty sure the Pacific is all-wheel drive too. The Pacific Hybrid. I think it's also a little bit crap. It's very bad. They're very bad. Pacific Hybrid. You have, you have first-hand experience with this minivan. I have a friend who has one. Oh, okay. It's a little really? bit okay. problematic. They're horrible. Mm. Um, it's 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 just you can tell it's cheap in a bunch of different ways, mm. and they have a lot of problems under warranty, like oh, shit. a lot of issues. So uh, I rented one once and it was fine for that. But yeah, that'll be good <laughs> for um, a family. But you could get it's no Nissan Versa. Put rims. Jeez. On rims, rims on this. You could. Van. You and could. That solves the problem. So he had sent me Deuce, a mattress, a mattress with like a body kit or lowered on good wheels rims and it looked amazing he says what what's to stop me from doing uh, this and i said well here's some here's some things i've heard and seen they're not great um and that's unfortunate because they should be much better but the the sienna on rims would look pretty nice that's too, what i'm saying that's what it's i told true. that's yeah. exactly what i told yeah. Yeah. why no station wagon why it's yeah, too small why no uh, why no three row suv yeah why not three three suvs are uh, now we're talking to Japanese He's guy pretty here. blase. Uh, he can't even weigh in on the subject. He's so uncomfortable. The, the SUV <laughs> represents everything that's wrong with America. <laughs> no, Walmart does, but yes, it's, it's on the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. SUVs yeah. And but if you take your SUV this. to Walmart, <clears throat> that's what all the Game SUVs over. are meant for, right? Game but over. they're very like, usable, yes, functional And you're talking things. about sitting up high, they and, they, and they drive well. That's they also key. They drive well. CX-9 Mazda, you have to cross shop with these Highlander CX9, that yeah. class. Can you get Highlander a new CX9 nice. now? Because there were none on lots. Like, oh, really? well, I don't know about for a that, good chunk of the year. I don't even, I, I'm not sure if he's looking brand new either. But or my in-laws just got a CX9. It's it has a great interior. They're mm-hmm. they're well styled. It handles well. The third row is small, but they're all going to be pretty small, even yeah. in a, in a minivan. Yeah. Um, dog will be fine back there. Dog will be fine. Did you just get the the Hyundai SUV? That was Lane. Lane He's got, got the, the Kia, Kia, the Telluride, Telluride. But people like loves. that. Yeah, he's a big fan. He's a big fan. People like people like him. That's a three row SUV. Yeah, Clark. But, it is. But I don't like it. But people, I don't personally. Yeah. There's people even people like it. To know, are known yeah. to have liked it. People, a lot of people like it a lot. So reportedly, I know. They say, but I don't think you need to go that. I mean, that's like right. That's a kind of a weird one. It's between Highlander and a full size. It's not quite full size. It's not. Highlanders are also very nice. They are nice. Um, But, you know. The van, though, compared to a three-row SUV, feels, I think, in my limited experience driving both, just better airier. I don't know if that's I mean, it's more spacious, certainly, but, like, if you're going to take it to, uh, let's say, like a Tahoe or or a Big Bear vacation or something. If it's all-wheel drive. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to, do that, it's probably probably better off he's, in the SUV. He's definitely, he, his ideal situation is they're gonna pile the thing in with skis and go skiing right. all yeah. the time. But this Not, although thing. God, this a lot of skis go three times a year. Yeah. If that, and then they're gonna drive around yeah, town every, every day. other time. And that's, that's the thing. But see, then you might want the Clark's not wrong. higher riding Highlander hybrid. They're not cheap though. They're fifty. But what about what his wife wants to drive? Does she want to drive a van? I think she, she want to drive an SUV. Uh, Does she want to drive a commercial now. van? 
<laughs> I guarantee Penske box truck. She doesn't want to drive a commercial van. What was the, the the Volkswagen that van that I fell in love with in England? That I mean, rented? was that the T five? Yeah, that's the T five. Like, those are so cool. They I wish we had that because it's a nice. It's like a. It's more. It's like a car, but it's a van and it's a larger spacious. Euro van. Is what it Dri- and it drove great. And that's the thing is that minivans drive like ass. Like every minivan I've driven, they drive so bad. Like they're. they're bad. But do they like, drive worse than three row SUV? Because three three row SUVs drive like ass. Well, it depends yeah. on which one. I think the, the Mazda CX nine go. Mazdas are sporty. CX-9. Zoom zoom. Or zoom, what, driving zoom, matters. Zoom, yeah. Is it not zoom zoom <laughs> anymore? Driving matters. Ah, shit. It's the new one. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Look driving it up. Driving matters. matters. Zooming matters. Everything. Drive everything. Uh, modern CLA 6, class 6. I get it. What would you cross shop a 996 GT3 with if you're looking for a similarly visceral experience? Whoa. Interesting. That's the price point's gnarly now. What are these worth now? 150 grand or something? Jeez, really that much? I don't know. Are, is that what, what? I'm check? A G- 996 GT3. Oh, so shit. The now. nicest 996 GT3 in the world would be 150, maybe. Oh, okay. I feel like they're still south of 100. I, when I, I was shopping that. a you year sure? ago, they were sure? like 75. Well, they but were. They were. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're. I don't think they're anymore. All right, let's take a look. I haven't I haven't been shopping. I put, oh, all, put all my money in this place. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so uh, 996 GT3 average sale at all auctions. This is across all the current auctions. For, for how long? For how long? Uh, for the last year is 86 grand. Yeah, south, there, south you of 100. there you go. There you go. Surprised. Yeah. South, south of 100. Were, so, so this time last year, drivers were in the 60s. So I figure drivers are probably in the 80s now. So for that money, what is another visceral experience... Uh, vehicle. I mean, I mean, the, you, the Cadillac. You start to get into. Yeah, you can get an NSX oh, for that kind of money, right? It's not, not very not raw, though. The, not uh, like that. Ford Thunderbird, CTSB? right up there. <laughs> yeah, no. definitely. CTSB. I think that's too cosseted. That's, that's too uh, too luxury. Yeah, it's yeah. too sedan. Um, it but won't it is, be as visceral as a GT3. I is, mean, GT3 is, is like thin, but it's visceral in a different way. It's a visceral in like wheel spin at 80 oh, miles for an sure. hour. Yeah, there's definitely it, that. Yeah. But there's it's not distance, race car visceral. There's distance from all those inputs, right? Like you, you do things in that car and it, you have to like wait to hear it. Whereas I mean, I, the GT3 I is yeah, like yeah. I think in. you're in. Mm. You're into like some driver, like maybe driver Ferrari money. At that price point, but what the cars are the cars. Yeah, yeah, you get like a, a 360, 360 F1. No, no, no. 360 manual is still in that really? same ballpark. Really? For 90? Yes. I don't know. Wow. Absolutely. 105 is okay. a nice one. And the same thing okay. goes for GT3. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sure. A, a yeah. pretty good, like, yeah. good colors, mm-hmm. good condition. 360 motor. 360 manual is a good choice. That's I would a, go Spider. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that they're that cheap. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. The hard top. Is no, they so look beautiful, pretty. but the the top off is cool with the engine behind you. I yeah. mean, sensification. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. But mm. the the roadster or the uh, coupe is fantastic. Yeah. Shit, there isn't really a lot, man. Like, is everything else even like a fucking E forty six M three CSL is like not the same? What about you know? an, like, no? And you can't even get those. And you here, can't so. get them here. Yeah. yeah. What about an Avora? Ooh, that's a yeah. Lotus could be could be cool. Um, Interesting. I I but just am very anti-avoir because you have to take the entire clamshell off to I mean, how about, do how about anything. A, how about an Exige? <laughs> no, it's a go kart. That's way too gnarly. Is that that's the, way more visceral? Way that's more good visceral. though. Too right? visceral. Is that not it's good? Too teeth, visceral. Teeth teeth like what price. about a Caterham? Yeah, right. What about a motorcycle? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. Exige, yeah, what about a Desmo Sedici? S. Dude, they're pretty fucking cool. I mean, they're super, super raw. They're like they're the, the most... They're as analog as too, it gets. As too um, raw, too special, it's too full on race car. It's full-on race car. Um, <laughs> and definitely get under that. You'll probably get them for like 60 or something these days. I don't know how much they go for anymore. And this is why um, the 911 is the magic car. I know. It, that is true. What about, a, what about a uh, pick-your-flavor-of-GTR? 
No. Mm, not, not the same. More. No. I'm talking old, not new. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's still, it's still, yeah. I, I think the too, closest. I was going to say NSX, but they're not as raw. Well, that's what I said. my first, the first thing I went to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I was I was thinking other Porsches. I was thinking probably like a GT4 right. or something. Like, I think a 360 mode. You, go, you go older. Very, very I think the 360 is a good choice. Yeah. How about a how about how about a, like a newer GT4? That's, because that's, that's what you're what just saying. Thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's yeah, actually yeah, pretty yeah. good. That's probably as close as you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a newer GT4. It's probably yeah. comparable in performance because with the yeah generational difference. I would take right the GT3 there. in that scenario. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty, yeah that's but it's a good it's a good option. And wrong. Alpha Four C is a pile of garbage, so you don't want that. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else, man. I mean, is there, there's probably some bureau shit that that we don't some get import stuff that you could yeah finagle maybe yeah and, and yeah and where about like right now for being super refined kind so. of on something yeah. like CTS but like a GT five hundred or a something like real handful. I haven't, yeah, I haven't driven one. I've, I I've haven't Ben's either. got that one. Or um, GT350R. Those are still that, too costly. Yeah, CO6. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. There's those, like the there, ZL1. Lingen filter. There, yeah. are the, like, for, there is whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hennessy. Yeah. The GT500 is with the with the track package. Is it still street legal? Yeah. And it's, so. it's it's like a pretty race car. Yeah, it's pretty race car. There's also the yeah the Camaro, right? The Camaro ZL1LE. 1LE is supposed to be insane. 1LE? Two, yeah. Actually, you know what? A car that I haven't driven oh, that I'm very you, interested in. You can get in. all sorts of Vipers for a hundred grand, right? You can. That's yeah, a absolutely. visceral, crazy absolutely. experience. It's so different. I mean, visceral. Yeah. Super different. On the visceral scale, but yes, but like. There's, not, what is not, the, there's, like an AC viscera, there's visceral all over that car. Right. Viper ACR, if you can get it for that price in that price range, that's I mean, that's still Literally of never yeah. shopped ACRs. I couldn't tell you what they cost. Yeah. But I was, <laughs> um, so the other car that I was thinking of, though, is if you go, I am blanking out now. You said Viper. What was the one before that? I can't remember now. Uh, it's, it's fading. Corvette. Oh yes, turbocharged. So I don't know. It's I think it's two generations ago. Z twenty eight. You know the manual. It had the uh, the NA uh, LS in it, and it was like super bare bones. It looked like a fucking like literal like like penalty box interior, like the most basic gauges, halogen headlights, but like one of the most amazing amazing chassis ever. Big fucking square, like two ninety fives all around. Like cool arrow. You know what I'm talking about. It was like I'm not sure. It's it was, like a 2015. I'm not sure that was a Z28. It, it was a Z28. Package. It was a Z28, and those are basically a track car, and they look mm. super fun. And actually, Chris Harris had one. And it was one of his favorite cars. He said struggle with the um, really tall sills or I like mean, really tall oh, it, doors it's, it's in those ugly, cars. Right? It's like the, really weird visibility. It's definitely yeah, ugly. Like the Challenger, the Camaro, yeah. Mustang, essentially. But I think the Mustang's got a little bit of a better canopy. I do too. Yeah, the Mustang's the best looking of them. What does the 350R cost these days? I don't know. I That's over GT3 price? Uh, Could be. I don't know. Maybe right they're around the rare, same. Actually. Carbon fiber wheels? Yeah, they're pretty rare. Yeah, but th yeah, this thing's pretty cool. I mean, I, I think uh, shit, if you see it, you'd recognize it. But it, it's I'm pretty sure it's two generations ago because the current one's really squinty, right? And then the one before that was the robot one. What was it? The Transformers. And then the one before that was like where the eyes are a little bit I'm still bigger. trying to think through other stuff. Supra? It's not that visceral. No. But Supra? With like 600 wheel horsepower. Could be pretty visceral. I mean, what about like like an S54 M coupe, like the 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 Z3 M coupe with the S54 in it with maybe some cool suspension? Nah, too, mm, still like a no. well-refined Autobahn. Well, cruiser. I mean 
96 GT3 isn't like a straight race car. It's still it's pretty raw. Yeah. It's got a it's thin gonna be roof. it's, it's gonna got, be more more so than a, a than a than a clown shoe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We've we've That's it for we've questions. rung this question dry. That's it for questions. We're done. <clears throat> We're done. Uh, Clark, did you go to SEMA? I did not go to SEMA, but I watched the coverage on Instagram, <laughs> which <laughs> is Instagram. just as good with less coronavirus. Watched, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I haven't got a full report. I know a few people that went, but I haven't heard if it was anything. I could give you the secondhand Lane story. We'll just wait till he comes back. Yeah, but well, yeah, Lane and I talked about it for a few minutes. I got the yeah. secondhand report that <laughs> SEMA is dead. Really? Yeah. So Ford was not there. I know that. Uh, was Honda, yeah. And but and they were apparently Honda. replaced by a even larger ocean of bro trucks than any prior year. Yeah, that's not a that's not a selling point. Now, and to be honest with you. Uh, and Hoonigan had the big barnyard thing. I think in, yeah. in lieu of some of the manufacturer presence. Dude, and that was not going to be the case. Like literally a month ago, I was talking Crazy. to those dudes, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing it." And so originally, they you're talking to the Hoonigan guys. Yeah, or? they yeah. originally had to pay, and I have a feeling that they probably right. were, Ford backed out or something. They and waved they, it, and they, they're like, "Yeah, we just yeah, they need yeah, they content. need uh, eyeballs." Yeah. One of the things that was kind of cool was look like there was tons of very ornate low riders. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, mini Which, trucks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the dancing, stuff. Yeah. dancing bed and the. I'm down with that, and yeah. a lot yeah. of skylines this and year, the like crazy not engraving. Yeah, R33s and R32s. There's always going to be some standouts, like that Toyo tent. There's some crazy builds, and you know, the Ring Brothers brought some cool stuff, but uh, it's hardly a reason to go it to that show. The from the coverage and talking to folks, it felt a bit recessionary yeah like well, this is also everyone has pulled up their stakes be. and this should be not. the time to go big after <clears throat> covid well the uh the, the 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 review that i was given by a friend who normally sells a lot of product to distributors he, he imports um a thing and then resells it to his other other things yeah other, other people who then resell it to customers um and he was saying that that SEMA has traditionally been this place where every year the OEMs, the companies, the, do their big product launch, and so it's you have to be there to see what the future is. Yeah. And as people have been spreading that over the course of the year, and it's no longer SEMA centric, it's just turned into a hot rod show and a really yeah. big, yeah. fancy that hot makes rod sense. show. Yeah. But it's no longer sort of about creating products. And the debuts seem to be leaking earlier and on on social media more often <laughs> and. The, it's taking the wind out of the sails of that show where you used to Absolutely. go and it's like, it's the first time you're seeing this. And it's like, I've also heard from industry folks like, like your friend, uh, people who are in distributor, uh, working at big companies that are selling a lot of product. This is often a place where you go to strike those big deals with big clients. Yep. And I, I would be curious to see if the deal flow has maybe slowed down a little bit. Deal um, flow. I like that. <clears throat> deal flow. It's a good rapper name. That is a good rapper name. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. That was definitely like I, my experience with SEMA before us going as journalists and with Radwood and all that was going with GoPro. And that that's where I would meet our distributors. Like I would literally it was meetings all day and then partying all yep. night. <laughs> and it was just that exact thing. It was striking deals. It was it was not only meeting pre-existing ones, but also finding new ones for new regions, for totally. new markets, yeah, for yeah. new specific kind of niches and and also dealers too right like there was uh, i wasn't focused domestically but i was more on the international side and that was definitely a place it was an, a networking opportunity right um and so yeah i have no idea if that's still the case i think from a social media influencer kind of like media type of deal like i think that still might be the case like i feel like a lot of the people that needed to be there were there this year 
Like, I mean, yeah. from what I saw. Um, I mean, I, yeah. but like, is it just is it just a giant event so people can create YouTube videos, or is there it actual like, like commerce taking place? I think yeah, it's yeah. more the latter I mean, right it's, now. It's nothing like outdoor retailer, which is yeah. what you described—a business event yeah. without yeah. any. What's that? Uh, it's it's where um, all of the outdoor and sort of like clothing and shoe and oh, whatnot. Teva. Like, Yes. And uh, yeah, Patagonia go. They sell to all the sort of local department. And they local show off like what they're... The new product. Outdoor retailer, was that in... Uh, oh, no, that was the Tuba Mountain Games. No, no. Uh, where is that? It was in Salt Lake. Salt Lake. And okay. then it was for a few years in Colorado. Colorado's where I'm thinking. And now it's back in Salt Lake. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Have you been? I have. Nice. It's it's a phenomenal show for doing business and networking. What you just what you described. Uh, yeah. You go to Overland Expo pretty frequently as well, right? I, I've been. I have. I haven't been for a couple of years, but that <clears throat> is also an interesting show because for the first couple of days, like the weekdays, it is kind of like a business show. But then it turns into a complete sort of like public facing show on the weekend, and so it has a really fun character to it because oh, that sounds cool. It, it it has that duality. I'd like to. I'd like to go. Everybody camps, which is where a lot of people camp at the show, like on the show grounds, which gives it sort of a different sort of That's awesome. bonding experience. Yeah. yeah. It's like I think we were kind of talking about the this came up in maybe a prior episode. Like uh, we were remarking that Monterey Car Week had a lot of like car debuts and launches and like big splashy things that OEMs would perhaps reserve historically for like the New York Auto Show or Detroit or whatever. And it's like does there continue to be a reason to have some of these shows uh, if OEMs are behaving differently when it comes to like, yeah. re- debuting new vehicles I think or important new products? It's becoming way more uh, boutique in their like relationship with the public and journalists. They're they're making these. They'll have like a, a debut in Aspen for a vehicle, and they'll ship people out there, and it's way cheaper than doing something like. A big a trade show style, big trade thing, show, yeah. uh, auto show launch, right? Yeah, yeah so. definitely. I think auto shows, unfortunately, are becoming a showroom for like the average person. You know, like it's literally an opportunity to sit in a bunch of different SUVs yeah. or sedans yeah. and make a choice. You know, but which is cool. It's helpful in that yeah. sense. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like from what we've seen, like in the last you know five six years, it's like it's that. It's not like this big like hyped up event for this reveal. Like I think those places. I mean, those events still happen on occasion, but it's definitely shifted significantly. Like you have Geneva, still significant, right? And but less so. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's like but it's still yeah, less so. Right? right. The and Tokyo like, Auto Show is still like one of those, right? But it's again less so. Like it's starting to yeah fade. The fact that like the Quail in Carmel Valley had five important debuts uh, for the automotive world, which is like, and not just debuts, but concept cars. So like Lincoln, Audi. Bugatti, Koenigsegg, you know, like Singer, I Singer, think well. Lamborghini, uh, you know, Gordon Murray was there, obviously, and Pagani and Lotus, all those other Lotus. Boutique, a couple of years ago, had their thing. Yeah. yeah, but like rather than do the Detroit Auto Show, Lincoln showed their concept at the Quail, which is like that's a, it's a kind of an interesting point. Well, it's also been a really big cultural shift because SEMA is very blue collar America, yes. and um, yes. and has become progressively more so. Um, yeah, it seems like to me. Well, it seems like it started that way, and it's and then it, it it's come maybe full circle. Perhaps, now, right? perhaps yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I think it's interesting to see though too, because there is a lot of the high end stuff too, like the Ring Brothers, which is not blue collar, right? It's like very it, like it, it's 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 Rich Plummer. It's it is not. Blue, it's the guy who it's, owns it's contractor for sure. Yes. It's contractor. Yeah. It's the guy yes. who owns yeah, yeah, yeah. the company of plumbers. Yes, yes. yes. Can, uh, yes. trucking. The Ring. Yes. The ring. He has a trucking yeah, company. Yeah. Air conditioners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. 
He owns the mine. The, by the, the way, Ring, Brother, Ring Brothers is like amazing. Um, they do, work was amazing. Yeah, yeah they like, do. They do very high quality work for sure. Of, uh, it makes you proud to be yeah. an American, at least where you know you're free or whatever the song says. Yeah. Because it's like you know you see all the shit, right? You see the singers, you see all these you know these companies just absolutely killing it, right? And then but they're just uh, doing but, one car. But these, it's these like that one car, right? Everything. But then these guys are just so yeah, skilled. That's pretty wild. Everything is so well executed. I mean, they're I hear they're all seven figure builds, right? Oh. Like, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it takes yeah. that, but they're also just fucking craftsmen for sure. Yeah, yeah I think right. My big takeaway from the, the Instagram coverage of SEMA this year was that we're in a pretty amazing era of hot rodding. And it mm -hmm. was about, for me, it was, the coverage was about the one-off builds like this rather than the production-focused yep. uh, cars. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's an exciting time to build custom cars for sure. Yeah, the quality mm -hmm. is definitely zany. every year. Zany is what? You zany? Yeah. Neil, or <laughs> Nick threw out zany builds recently a lot. Oh, did I? Did yeah. I say zany? Yeah. Even in, with, even with respect most, to her. We talked about it after after last podcast. There was zany builds. And, oh yeah. And you text. I guess I use the word zany sometimes. Yeah. Specifically, guilty with as charged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like you know, but there's all of these like modern technologies that are like that people are now really using in a mature way to to build cool vintage cars, like all the rapid prototyping and printing metal and all of this crazy mm. shit that you really couldn't do a few years ago. Yeah. And I mean, even using even creating fixturing for tube frames with printed elements yeah. and yeah. water jet elements and Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean I still don't I feel like we've been talking about three D printing forever and there's still not a lot of like real applications in my life that I well not in your life but in like motorsports for the, sure the person who is so. the most inspiring to me in, in in this sort of world is is 3d magic Mike from the internet who works for the roadster shop yep and he does a lot of 3d printing for tooling mm. for fixturing okay um, like ra like jigs and stuff like that you mean yep. like yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. press dies and yeah, he's all kinds of stuff printing yeah forming dies. yeah so cool press. yeah That's you can cool. print the die and then like fill it with a some sort of super hard epoxy resin and, and then use them to stamp parts they, they he, he figured out you didn't, don't even need to fill it you oh really the, the, nice like a cap or instagram's something like no, just, instagram's algorithm stuff that strong yeah 3d magic mic post that sounds pretty cool i mean yeah. I, that's nerdy like stuff. more of his yeah. stuff uh, it's awesome but yeah i can see that being the case in manufacturing it's a big deal right um i do i have something related to this that I wanted I wanted Lane to be a part of this, so I'll bring it up again because he was at SEMA. But I feel like people are very, very negative on the EVs with the with like the customizable sounds, which it doesn't bother me at all. I feel like it's it's literally like just it's 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 something that everybody talked about before. And well, they're you're like, also not replicating. You're not replacing something. No, you're it's like adding. It's, it's adding. And the fact that you could do multiple, it's like it's all video gamey. It's like it's just like well, literally for the sake of like what? entertainment. Two complaints. One is making any sound, and two is making a, an a, IC sound. So if it, if you're trying to make it sound like an electric car, sound like a Ferrari. It's maybe a bit cheesy, but if you're trying to make it sound like a spaceship, it's pretty awesome. I think cheesy is fine, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. whimsical, and it's 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 whimsical, and it's not taking itself seriously, right? You're not trying to be like the guy with like the big lopey idol hot rod down the street. So you're you're into like, like the fart mode. Wait, but no, isn't I'm into like all of the but isn't that? isn't Borla literally trying to sell you like a you know like a 308 sounding. EV, like you know, like yeah, like, really like, like it's a yeah, product they're trying I feel to sell. Like, I know it's just. I like, don't feel any kind of way about it, but it doesn't bother me. And I, I think like it would be entertaining to do like an F1 sound, like it, it, it akin to the akin to akin to the Jetson sound. Like it's because it's obviously not that. You know what I mean? Like that's the way I see like it. It's your, like you're like Chevy Volt 
and you're going yeah yeah it's it's fucking hilarious like i think it's 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 entertaining and it's and it puts a smile on my face and that's all that matters like i don't care you know like and so that's kind of the way i see it it's like supposed to be fun you're all that matters is what you're saying so if if, if you're if they're selling it as a whoopee cushion then sure but (laughs) That's not how any of the marketing is being pitched. It's not how the position is. It's it's, it's, it's being very serious. Well, it depends, right? right? Yeah. It, it's serious with the Dodge because they're making it. It's like this tiger fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, a I, li- liger. Yeah, it's a yeah. liger. I haven't even seen that. It sounds it's like new, it's, uh, it's like a hybrid. We, we, Ralph Jills was at this. They talk literally that we're at. used like three sounds, and one was a tiger. One was Star Trek or some shit, yeah. or like a Star Wars Engine. starship, or I don't know. Yeah, but it's like a hybrid oh, yeah, of three is, sounds. This is starting to ring a bell, and yeah. uh, and it sounds it sounds cool. It's like a lion, it's a tiger, and a spaceship. But, but that's not something you can change. That's just the sound of that. That's car. the sound of the car, and it's the sound of the car. That's the way I'm saying. It's like why does yeah. it have to be a offensive it's like it's like okay it's an electric vehicle it doesn't sound like anything i mean we've been piping fake engine noise into cabins for years people don't like offensive that. that's yeah, super yeah. offensive super offensive. I, I don't like <laughs> fake cabin sounds i i don't mind augmented you know like where they have like piping from the intake like the brz's do that and like a lot of different cars yeah, do yeah, that yeah. so like or um even the new gt uh gt4 rs right like the it's all induction in the cabin you have that sound because it's piped like literally piped in right but that's like not that's not uh an electronic no sound. it's not fake it's like it's using whereas there's a lot of been, like modern so you're cars. saying wait so you're saying if it has an internal combustion engine then you don't want synthetic noises yes to be delivered to you but yes. if it has an electric drivetrain which is the synthetic the noises are very serendipitous it's the it's, lack of sound it's right? all you got so now yeah, you're at you're you're filling in the lack of sound yeah with it's well i think sound. this the the synthetic noises were originally introduced because they'd gotten no so sound. good at making things quiet yeah, quiet. yeah. 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 which it's is really the same argument the quiet just give me the natural sound yeah how's that uh bitter going it's it's nice dude i'm yeah. almost yeah yeah it's actually Nick are you talking about the cup situation Nick or poured yeah. a bowl that, over there that was our i poured them a bowl i poured myself oh, the same right. amount i'm halfway through it it's it's great man it's very sippable it's two fingers it's sippable. a nice situation here i it's appreciate nice the amaro amaro de la something you I guess guys have any other updates de la sacra yeah i do have an update um so my wire harness arrived it looks yeah, like it looks uh my like windage tray oil pump arrived very um, exciting I did reach out to BMW Dude 2002 or whatever, the guy with the cluster. Sick about the, about the clusters. Uh, so this is a little bit of trivia. So um, my gauge cluster is, my car is a 1987. So um, the earlier gauge clusters do not work with the plug system harness, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, with uh, with the, 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 the motor. I'm putting in a K24 in it, or Nick is putting a K24 in it. So I have to get the later cluster, right? The Royal Wii. Royal Wii. So the later cluster is an 88 through 92. It's a different system, you know, whatever. Uh, and so that's number one. I have to get an, a, a later cage cluster. Number two, um, I want to put a different uh, tack on it because the this engine, the way that it's tuned, you know, from the factory with the, the way it's set up, it basically makes peak horsepower around 8,000 RPM. Um, so I'm getting a tack that redlines at eight and goes to nine, but I found a, uh, there's a guy that came out of recommended or K power that makes an exact replica with the exact same font and everything. And the tack looks like it's OEM, except that it redlines at eight. And I really want to shout out this guy's email address. It's really good, but I don't it's remember. It's pretty it. good. It's like BMW dude <laughs> it's something, like- right? Uh, but, uh, so two things, right? I need a later gauge cluster and I want a different tack that looks the same. Mm-hmm, it looks stock, mm-hmm, but it revs mm-hmm. higher. Um, I reached out to him. I asked him one, um, do you refurb them and I send you mine basically and you can redo it if I have one that's an 88 to 92 uh, and or can you, uh, you know, 
do you have some in stock and can I just buy one and then you can do the tack and all that shit. So he quoted me both prices. Guess how much it costs for him to one update the SI batteries, right? Cause those are bad, like on go bad on the circuit board. Uh, and then to not change anything in the tack itself mechanically, but install a tack that looks OEM, but red lines at eight new face, to nine. new face, new face, new needle. I was going to say overlay, but that's not the right. I think word. it's a, it's a whole face. He does probably whole face screen printed. Yeah. So how much to do it if I provide my tack or my, my cluster, Wait, and how much if he, if he does, it? can you provide your cluster? I thought your cluster was non-compatible. Not mine, but if I buy okay. one, right? Okay. So okay. like Just if buy I buy like a generic yeah. or whatever, uh, exactly. So there's two prices. One, if I provide my generic 325 IS or yeah. I, uh, 88 through 92, or he has one on his shelf. I pay for that one. And he also does the service. Guess how much that costs. So the service. Yeah, so that's installing that little dial, yeah, yeah, yeah. which requires opening it up and, and, and two screws. servicing the board. Servicing the board, so he tests it, he bench yeah, tests yeah, everything, yeah. And, and all that shit. Uh, so the, you're asking price so with I, with core or without core? I think Both. service, just the service to do it if you provide one, you send it to him is eight hundred bucks. I was gonna guess six hundred. I was gonna say seven fifty. You guys are right on the money. <laughs> so if I provide them with a tech. The service, I'm sorry, with the cluster, the service is six hundred and ninety dollars. <laughs> and if plus he, a little shipping here and there, bingo. And bingo. then if he does it, if if he pulls this one that he already has in in house, it's going to be like eight hundred and twenty bucks. Uh, and well, I feel like clusters, for the difference of one hundred and thirty dollars, I'd just be like, dude, give me the one you got, yeah, so for sure, rather than trying to find some shit. These clusters all over eBay, two hundred dollars all day long. Mm-hmm. Two hundred dollars all day long. But then you got to get it shipped here. Got to get it shipped ship to him. I have taken these clusters apart. It's very easy. Uh, and the tack itself is one thing that he makes, right? So it's basically mm-hmm. like, it's the face, right? So it's like a laser cut aluminum fucking thing with like the right font and all that. And there's another dude on eBay that's selling that exact part already made for just 50 the, bucks. Just the face. Just the face for, for 50, 50 bucks. bucks. So I'm like, I need to get a later one anyways. $50 face. All right, well. Oh, you're going to DIY this thing? <laughs> and it's this is the type of shit that I like to do, right? Like, it's like taking the little sure. thing apart. It's like, you know, I yeah. go in the garage, throw on my headphones, and I just dick around on my bench and um, and have something that probably has dead SI batteries and I have to get them replaced anyways and like, you know, that kind of shit. But um, I like just, it, though. That's good. I was, those, yeah, a couple bucks. Those expensive. Batteries on the board, I wonder what... You could probably source those from Mouse yep. or Digi, they're 30 bucks. DigiKey or something too, yeah. Yeah, they're 30 yeah. bucks, and that's something that I have also done in the past. Uh, it's They're pretty straightforward, very common. Um, and outside of that, it's the gears, you know, and the odometer that go bad. And, right. And so uh, that's also service. Including in the serv- included in the services, you're replacing those plastic gears and bushings yep. and all that shit. Over- he so he's overhauling the thing. Yeah, he's yeah, overhauling yeah. it, yeah, yeah. So if needed, though. So, like, he's looking at it. If it's look, if it looks healthy, like, he doesn't do it. Mm. Um, he also checks the something with the resistance on the... Um, on the temperature gauge, like apparently they are sticky. I've never had that issue with my mm-hmm. E30s, but so he might he if it if it looks like it's malfunctioning, he'll replace that. So he is refurbishing them yeah. as needed, um, but it's not cheap. I mean, almost a thousand dollars for this part that is, you know, a quarter of the cost out there, like all in if you do the work right. So uh, yourself, yeah. Which but it sounds sounds thing. sounds about right. But it's also. <laughs> It's the type of work that I like to do. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the thing. Is like that's, like, and that's like, something we talked about previously. Like, like when are you pulling the plug on a 
car that's the project that's gone too far it's like very much dependent on what kind of project you like and don't like what are your tolerance for working on things that's definitely like for example my skyline right now has a front right torn cv boot on the the inner boot Mm -hmm. is torn Mm -hmm. and all the grease leaked out and it's you know at this point i basically have to replace it i am like I kind of want to do it, but at the same time, I'm like, this is such a fucking pain in the ass. It's not a fun job. It's a gross job. And it's like, it's very uncomfortable. I barely want to do it. It sucks. It (laughs) sucks, you know, but it's like, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's something that I can do, but it sucks, you know? And whereas like, it's not fun work being in my garage on the bench, like, you know, disassembling all these little electronics. I like to see how shit's put together. Like I like to clean like, you know, contacts and like, totally, totally agree. And then like, the fucking face is two little screws. It pops right off. You pop the needle off and then you put the other one on. You know, it's like, like that type of shit is cool. Easy like, peasy. And uh, it's, I'm sure I'll break shit in the process, right? I'll break a tab or the needle snaps. Be uh, like but, Lane, you just like <laughs> smash your whole dashboard with a screwdriver or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but Pull the wrong board off. Pull the wrong board <laughs> off. I remember that one. That's yeah. pretty gnarly. Uh, but, um, you know, like that's, it, it kind of, that's the, the, really the crux of the whole conversation, right? It's like, it's something that I like to do. Yeah. And it's also massive savings it's like okay this is a win-win versus the axle like that's going to go to a shop you know like i I was i thought about it i'm like it's been a while since i've done one of these but i i've just remembered how bad and shitty it is it's like it's just the worst type of stuff gratifying especially if you don't have a lift like if i brought it here it helps a lot but in my on the floor in the garage it's like the worst do you want to bring it here and replace it i'll I'll drink a beer while you do it and the car's stuck and yeah 550 bucks for a new oem axle really yeah it's expensive yeah, that's GTR tax. Right. Sounds about right. Uh, I mean, yeah. That's so you, you didn't catch the boot early, yeah, so now your grease. No, is gone. I didn't even know. Like, yeah. I, it basically. So the the story is, um, and it's I, I've been driving it a lot. Like that's, I mean, a lot back and forth here, like maybe five times. But um, I um, I was on the rally, so I got the car. Remember, I got the car, and uh, I received the car two days before the rally, and I basically just put air in the tires, yeah. and I went straight on the rally like that's all and so it happened at some point on the rally because um i didn't smell anything and yeah i had photos yeah i had full undercarriage photos very detailed photos and uh it happened on the rally and during the rally like halfway through i remember smelling gear oil and i was like shit and i looked underneath the car and i couldn't see anything and it was shifting fine and everything and then when i got home um, I smelled it in the garage. It was really strong. And so um, I went and looked and I saw that the inner boot had basically fucking exploded and there was grease everywhere. Um, so at this point, you know, in theory, I could just repack it and all that. But like I've driven it a lot pretty hard, like half the, <laughs> halfway through the rally and then like just back and forth here, like, you know, just commu- like going you know, to cars and coffee and shit. Yeah, the annoying thing is like you, you repack it, you put a boot on and then it starts making noise like and it's the same a amount thousand of work. miles later it, and you do all the work over again. It's the again. same exact yeah. work. It's the same amount of work. Yeah. So yeah. it's not worth Invest it. Invest in a good axle. Yeah. Good Luckily, it's all, uh, there are no aftermarkets. It's all Nissan OEM. Got That's it. all you can buy. So, there uh, and there's a couple people stateside that have them. Nice. I would imagine there's some big, crazy, overbuilt ones available for people who turn the boost up. A lot, right? oh, yeah. a lot. There's okay. a ton of those. Yeah. So I, that's true. So I, I, in terms of like replacement, right? There's no like Febby or right, fucking right, right. whatever. You know, it's like all OEM or like crazy, super heavy duty ones. Yeah. They're all right. Febby's good. Febby makes good stuff. Febby, <laughs> Febby, Febby Bilstein is fine. Yeah. Still yeah, yeah. Fine. I just there's uh, maybe Euro. not Euro. maybe not URO Euro with yeah. an umlaut. No, 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 yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't mess with that stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, I did have to ask uh, Nick real quick. You said you had a very weird day. Anything interesting uh, to share here? Oh, uh, <laughs> not weird so much as just like a little hectic in the evening. And then I ended up like scarfing pizza at 8 p.m. Um, so uh, a friend uh, 
came by and helped with some uh, electrical stuff here and we happened to be here kind of late and you guys were like, oh, can you do the podcasts? Which I said yes to. And so I went home thinking that I would get dinner, but really all I did was like put kids to bed and then come back. Oh, I see. Weird and so day. It, so was, weird. It, was a, it was a out weird of, out of, evening. Out of schedule. It was, yeah, the schedule was abnormal. Oh, okay. Abnormal schedule. Other than that, the day was, the day was actually quite mundane. Do you know mundane. anything about abnormal schedules? Uh, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's trivia time. I think so. Um, Art, could you do the honors? It's been a while. Oh, wow. It's been a while. Let's see. Um, there it is, folks. Trivia time. All right. One question here. Make it easy on you. Um, as we know, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe you guys don't know, but Ali has the opportunity to purchase a new Hummer. What the heck? EV. I didn't know about that. Yeah. He was offered a, I think you were out on podcast, but he was offered someone's allotment uh place to buy, buy a new Hummer EV. So that's 9,000 pounds, 1,000 horsepower, the most ridiculous And it car. crab walks. And it crab walks. Probably the most ridiculous car on sale today, which is wild that they're even out there. But they are. Um, anyways, uh, one has been totaled already. Oh, I um, saw the picture. How many miles did the car have on it before this YouTuber accidentally bent the frame how many miles uh doing off-roady things not really just kind of blowing it yeah because i i only i saw a picture and i didn't mm. click but i saw the rear tire wheel was totally mm. fucked it was like perpendicular to the car uh, yeah and i think that picture you saw was another one that's on copart already the white one yeah that's well, the one that i saw they're like all white the copart one is the one that white. i saw yeah so i'm not sure if that's the same the photo you saw i'm not i'm not sure that's the same car but and basically the, that's how they can was the photo giving you any hints to like how far from the dealership it was? Uh, oh, I mean, it it in pretty, the front it, of the dealership, it was, not, it was <laughs> no. at Copart for sure. Okay, it was okay. at Copart. No, yeah. no. How many miles? 235. I'm going to go with 33, Bob. 33, 235 for now. I was going to say seven just to be. Clark mm. wins. Wow. Nine. Is Nine. The oh, yes. Jesus. First wow. drive around the block basically, and they hit like a big divot the thing caught air landed nine thousand pounds completely fucked. wait a second so they were on the street well i can read you exactly what happened i didn't watch the video okay fucking hell dude but that's is, I, well, I could have been delivered right like to his house and then he nine immediately went on thousand pounds yeah, but what kind of catching air off a divot is gonna occur yeah, thousand horsepower says, lots of torque uh, um railroad tracks or something yeah maybe he drives his All truck onto an unpaved area at speed where his oh, cameraman calls out a large dip in the road he misses it and sends his summer sailing into it hard enough for the impact to cripple the vehicle. Unpaved area is always a bit of a risk. Yeah, with yeah, YouTubers. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, jeez. I guess it's Extremely not. Extremely. I guess capable? it's not built for that. <laughs> no. It's a bit disappointing. Hummer. 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 By the way. No. I. So I mean, I recall when the maybe the the <laughs> most recent like lightning. You know, they rebooted the lightning and sort of the modern iteration. Yeah. People yeah. were bending frames a lot, but I think they were doing it. Oh, wait, you're talking about the Raptor. <laughs> the Raptor. Oh, I'm sorry. The Raptor. I'm sorry. The Raptor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The people, I think they were doing they were it. launching it off of like it was pretty aggressive jumps. jumps. Yeah, it was yeah. insane. Oh. Yeah. Highway speed off This yeah. This was not that yeah. no, I don't, the, I don't by the sounds. It was probably something where the thing launched and caught air, but 
think of that for a second. Like it's a car the size of this truck that weighs nine thousand pounds. But think of the yeah. to sixty speed. So it might have been going highway speed. Yeah, when it, it could hit have. This thing. I'm sure it was launching. It yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're ripping around in the first yeah. drive, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Nevertheless, I would expect it to be able to withstand some amount of abuse. You Absolutely. would hope so. It's a, it's a Hummer, right? Is like like the high speed like hitting the ditch is one of the more it's challenging causing it's challenging yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's yeah who knows but nine thousand pounds just keep that and yeah. that's without people in it and stuff and you All know your gopros strapped to it <laughs> yeah, yeah we're at easily at pounds twelve thousand pounds yeah. now with yeah, gopros that's, that's wild by the way ford lightnings are awesome the new ones so, have you driven one? Oh no i have not they're real they're they're actually like very nice driving and they're extremely fast when like did you drive it so um at motor lux um after i think you had left we basically we were like closing down uh, we had one on site and i got to drive it around the airport and um you know i got on it i went off road a little bit because i needed to cross this Hit like, some jumps section. bet the frame no jumps no frame but it was just like literally driving onto a curb and over dirt and grass and yeah. like off another section um uh, which is any truck can do that but um but it, it handled well. The interior is very nice. It's very comfortable. The technology is great. Yeah, some of the stuff is chintzy feeling. You know, it's a Ford, whatever. Did but, you, like, it's impressive, though. It's actually a really nice truck. Yeah. Did you plug in your uh, contractor table saw? I did not. Rip I, down some some material? No, actually, I charged the uh, Hummer. And that would be nice <laughs> to do that. <laughs> By the way, hum, I was thinking about the name, too. Like, can you imagine, like... Yeah, Hummer. Like it's just it. Like now introducing a car named that, it doesn't sound mm. very. No, nah, it's, it's not, not great. It's not so great. is Ali gonna buy this thing? I, I said he so. was gonna buy it, drive it around for a month, and, and then sell it for thirty grand yeah. over or something. Yeah. yeah. And Ali's know. pretty. He's not very aggressive with his car, so he's not gonna be doing nine thousand. Yeah, I don't. Jumps. I don't think he'll do any pretty, big uh, yumps. I think it's pretty tempting to rip that thing around. Well, I rip mean, that thing around like it's like stomp on the throttle. Yeah, I think it's kind of like it. a, yeah, like the G wagon. You know, I imagine he'll keep it on road on the peninsula. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 just an insane thing. I I mean, sixty in three seconds or something. So here's the thing: Um, that's a lot of mass to accelerate. There's a bit of a. a, I mean, it's it's kind of a paradox, right? But maybe not. So I'm guessing that the content is amazing, right? Like the video of this thing is probably you know millions and millions of views worth, but. Is that too incriminating from like a insurance standpoint? Like, would they basically? I don't ne- know. Ne- like, like is that this, negate though? Is that is that something that the car is not expected to be able to do? Yeah, I don't know I don't how know. that works because like, like I want to yeah, see. That's a little video. weird. Yeah, I want to like see the, the Raptor. You know, they make it like you know fox shocks and off road this and off road that, and then like if someone breaks the car or uh, wasn't the the new GT eighty six. Oh yeah, Toyota was track, like denying track denying like, claims. Yeah, you literally have pictures of the car on track in your advertising, and yeah, you know, I don't know. There's some, I don't know where that got settled. I think but that people, was the GT86 like a oil cavitation issue. People having problems with the motors or something, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, if Ali buys this, we can look at the fine print and see exactly what it says. Yeah, I know. Well, I hope he buys it. No, right. I think he, I think he should because. The resale market's been super strong for all of those cars, the Rivians and yeah, the Rivians yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. The the um uh the GTA I think an issue was with the the way that they um sealed the pan. Sealed or the pan. Yeah, it's it not too much. It's not a gasket. It's RTV bullshit, yeah, right? Too and much so seal the way getting that they into the oil it, pickup or whatever. And yeah. so it would it would clog the oil pickup, and then they ended up with an oil starvation problem. Like it's like the most basic. Yeah. Figure out your life. <laughs> figure out your life, dude. 
<laughs> I had an update from Toyota of Sunnyvale. I'm on the waiting list for a Venza. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> I just checked in. You know, it's we're at the four-month mark. Yeah. And it was supposed to be four to six months. So I'm like, I'll oh, just check in. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're still looking at three to four more months. So now that's nice, a dude. seven to eight month. Seven to eight months, dude. And that's whatever they get. You whatever have, they get. You have no idea. Well, we have a red Highlander. Any Venzas. Like, neither the car nor the color. <laughs> I was interested in, but I appreciate it. But it is compelling now that you're telling me it's yeah. an extra three yeah. months. Shoot, now I'm really interested. Yeah. What What are um, your color? Uh, I said any color, but I, wait, only what? Did, but I only did that to get the option. We have an amazing yeah, red 79 Chrysler. It's not on the list. Yeah. It's just come in. So anyways, that's where things are at. Went four to six months for a brand new car. You cannot get one to now we're at six to how's eight. The, how's the the uh, replacement, the substitute vehicle? Totally fine. The, the pinch hitter? 100%. That's yeah. the job, yeah. Yeah. It's an appliance of all appliances. And do you know how many people are ahead of you for the Venza? I want to find out. I'd like <laughs> to start knocking them off. Yeah. <laughs> Taking them out. See if you, you can know. get the list. Bring over some pastries and be like, I'd like to take your spot on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I just told him I was like being very bro with him. And I'm like, let me know if anything changes, you know, holler at your boy, you know, that kind of thing. That you need to go in there and meet him in person, dude. I have. I, that's how I got well, on the list. Is he, what is he into, man? You know, get him a little Amaro or, you know, a little. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah. Bring him a little bring holiday, some, like a fruitcake, perhaps. Humble C. Yeah. yeah. Some humble C. Yeah. yeah. Here, you know, you make a kick ass. Uh, what was it? A strawberry shortcake or something? Or dude, was it? Insane <laughs> strawberry shortcake. All right. That's a podcast. That's it. We're out. It's See over. Next time. Goodbye. Later. Goodbye.